Yeah. And the people that, that love Trump, they feel like this is a witch hunt. And they feel like all the things he's getting indicted for. But anyway, does, not only does it not work, but it kind of hardens their position that he's being targeted. And that this is, these are like the, the actions of a banana republic. You take your political rival and you arrest him. And specifically, you charge him with things that you're guilty of. Like the, the, the documents, like the classified documents. Biden's guilty of the exact same issue. You, you gotta respect the a level of deceptiveness that's been used. I mean, you look at what Hillary did, going and saying, hey, it's Russia, but it was really, you know, what she was doing, and now they're using a similar play as well. resistance chicks we're your hosts leah and michelle so coming up on today's show coming up trump has been indicted again again so we've got jim jordan gonna talk about that yeah and joe rogan weighs in on it it tells people that it's a uh, bunch of malarkey you know what's more malarkey malarkey i can't even say it simone gold's bodyguard being sentenced to three years in prison because he walked around the capitol with her this January 6th nonsense has got to stop. Yeah, it has Speaking to stop. Speaking of nonsense, we have a comic who is uh, regretting having taken the vaccine. I can say that word right here on the Brighty Network. Vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. We've got Joe Biden and his dark Brandon mug. If you have not seen that, you're in for a treat. The day Trump gets indicted, he comes out with some sort of weird ad for a coffee mug and says, I like my coffee like dark. Like morning Joe. With like these Get it? eyes beaming out of the coffee mug. So speaking of January 6th, again... Tucker Carlson comes out and he's like, listen, January 6th was planned. I've got the, I've got the goods. No, actually, it's something a little bit different. We're going to talk about a, uh, a, a previously non-aired piece. Get out. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, we've got all that and so much more coming up right after this. Don't go anywhere. So, Leah, I have a hard time envisioning Trump with a mugshot. I mean, this is absolutely incredible to me. Yeah, because we have had presidents in the past who have committed literal crimes. Yes. And not gone to jail. Yes. So we've got Donald Trump who has not committed a crime. He's not committed. That guy is cleaner than a whistle. And, you know, if if he had committed a crime, then they would have found it and it would have been and the rest of conservative media would have been like, okay, yeah, that's a crime. Right. But we're looking at the Mar-a-Lago papers and he's got these co-conspirators now because supposedly one of his security guards deleted some footage and now he's they're a co-conspirator in this they're making it out to be like this giant thing like oh my gosh he's got 
documents. He's got classified Every documents. Every single president leaves the White House with classified documents. Yeah. He's the president. There, he. If anyone is allowed to see or have said classified documents, it's him. And supposedly there were some documents that he didn't declassify and that and so then somehow it, you guys here's the thing when it comes to presidential records they've never gone after anybody it turns out that mike pence actually had some but they're not going after him it turns be, out that joe biden has let's some let's be clear but about not going after him pause let's be clear okay let's pause about what types of documents classify as classified documents or documents it's literally anything on paper that happens at the white house with the president any note that anyone has taken like all of these things all end up in in a file and the president like imagine you have your office you get fired well trump didn't get fired they tried you get fired you pack up your office and your papers any note that you've written down on a notepad any letter that's been exchanged between you and some other official well all of those, these things get could be they could be classified that doesn't mean they're all no classified. but i'm not saying what i'm saying is you you take the documents mm -hmm. you just do no one is combing through these thousands and thousands and thousands of pages before the president leaves and like okay classified not classified. Classified. Yeah. That's not happening. They are right. just leaving with the papers. Right. And it's, this is normal. And usually the National Archives will work with the president to see which, which documents need to be, you know, archived, archived and which ones he can hang on to. Um, like I said, Joe Biden has classified documents in his garage. Mike Pence had classified documents. They all classified documents. It's not a big deal. It's literally not a big deal. But they want to try to pin something on him, just like they did with the two impeachments. And now with this latest craziness, I don't even know exactly what the angle is here. They're trying to say that Donald Trump incited the insurrection. All right. So these are di very difficult to prove. Thursday, during an appearance on Fox News is Your World, uh, Fox News contributor and law professor Jonathan Turley questioned the January 6th indictment, this most recent indictment of Trump. According to Turley, the case level against Trump by the, the Department of Justice special counsels was very difficult to prove. Here's the thing. You don't go after your political rival with the Department of Justice with a case that is very difficult to prove, okay? Bill Clinton did have sex with that woman inside the White House, and he lied about it. I did not have sex with that woman. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. It's really approaching the urban legend status because he's not charged with an incitement, he said. He's not charged with insurrection. He's not charged with seditious conspiracy. He's not charged with all of those things the Democrats impeached him on the second time. So they're really bigfooting the Constitution here. It's not there. The question is, what is here? And I have to tell you, this is a pretty thin soup in my view. They have a colossal constitutional problem that they will have to overcome from the outside. Set. They have to establish all of these linchpins that he not only believed that the truth of the matter, that he understood that he was lying, but then he played a criminal role in getting these other individuals to take steps mentioned in the indictment. That is a very difficult case to prove. What they're trying to prove is that Donald Trump knew he lost the election and he was criminally trying to get people to um, take back the White House. Right. Okay. 
This, uh, and I think part of the dynamic that we're seeing is that you can't just pursue a president from pillar to post across the country without people beginning to tune out. I mean, look, this day would be called a life-changing experience for most people. For Donald Trump, it's called Thursday. He is, this is his third indictment. He's going to likely get a fourth indictment. And the real jury in this case is likely to be the one voting in 2024. And I think we're already seeing how this is impacting them. But I have to tell you, I, in this case, I should think that Trump would welcome aspects of this case because precisely because of the issue and also because he has these threshold legal questions that he should be able to get to the appellate court fairly quickly. So this is actually, this will go to the Supreme Court. This is a very strange situation we're at. Because quite, quite frankly, I wouldn't mind a President DeSantis. But at this point, because of the indictments against Trump, and I know a lot of people are saying that they're doing this so that the people will have to kind of put Trump in there. And I think they will. I think we will. I mean, when they're going after Trump this hard, right, you've got to back and support him. Why? Because if you don't back and support him in this, if, if everybody abandons him in this, Okay, then they'll they will come after us. I, I was literally thinking about this in a, in a personal aspect that they will sh if they don't like you, if the government doesn't like you, this is communist stuff. If the government doesn't like you, they'll make something up and then they'll put you in jail. We can't have we can't have that. We have to put it. We have They've to put actually our been doing that for years. It's just never been done on this broad. No, at a big of a scale, big of a stage. I, Maybe from here and maybe, maybe, but I, I, nothing's coming up across my head. I think they just try to act some, you know, they had, they, you think they just people kill out. people off. Well, like with Martin Luther King Jr. And, you know, you're still talking about I mean, individual people. Okay. Well, people never heard of, you know, like the Amish guy. I mean, on, did it happen? Well, the Amish guy with the salve, right? You know, the well, Bundy's. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing with the Amish guy with the salve. Those laws are on the book. Like those are regulations. Technically, he broke some regulations. We have to go beyond the Constitution I get what for you're that. Saying like, when it comes to the Bundys, there was they're actually they they did frame the Bundys for sure. Okay, and they actually got off right. So you're right about the Bundys, but if they don't like you, and they here's the thing with the Bundys, they wanted the land. Mm -hmm. They wanted the land. It wasn't necessarily that they were like, oh, there's these patriots over there out out west, and we just want to get them. Right. Like no, no, they wanted the land. Right. Um. They, they with the Amish guy, they um, there was an Amish guy. If you guys don't know this, he was making a salve that cured cancer, and he put you know cures cancer on it. And he didn't he didn't want to get a lawyer. And okay, he wanted so, to represent so himself. the Amish guy aside, so, raw milk laws, things like that. Sometimes you are well within your laws, and they will still come after you. Again, I, I I'm saying that I I don't I'm think not arguing. I'm I, what saying, I'm saying is that. That they have been doing, that that. you, you have to concede that they have been making things up against American citizens for years and putting them in jail or killing them off. They've just never done it on such a, it's kind of like when homosexuals were in the closet, right? For the longest time, they they existed, they were in the closet. Now, blatant, we're coming after your kids, we're cutting off their wee-wees. So that's what I'm saying. They've been doing, but it's never been as blatant, as I, big as what they're doing with Trump. Uh, Let's hear what uh, Jim Jordan and uh, Joe Rogan have to say about this. Yeah. And the people that, that love Trump, they feel like this is a witch hunt. And they feel like all the things he's getting indicted for, but anyway, it does, not only does it not work, but it kind of hardens their position mm -hmm. that he's being targeted. 
and that this is these are like the the actions of a banana republic you take your political rival and you arrest him and specifically you charge him with things that you're guilty of like the 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 documents like the classified documents biden's guilty of the exact same issue you you gotta respect the a level of deceptiveness that's been used i mean you, look at what hillary did going and saying hey it's russia but it was really you know what she was doing and now they're using a similar play as well i, th I do think the end result the takeaway is I, I think this just strengthens just hardens the support for president trump and frankly expands it i think dana was mentioned earlier in the show that you know you look at the poll numbers earlier in the week i think it's 54 to 17 in the mm -hmm. republican primary but more importantly, he's dead even with Joe Biden in the New York Times poll. So my gut tells me that is that what the New York Times is saying. It's probably better for President Trump in that in, 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 an, in another poll. And this, I think, only again, hardens his support, expands his support because the country gets it. And I think the reason that's happening is so much of the country is sick of this nonstop attack, this ridiculous attack on President Trump for seven years now. And they're tired of this. This elite attitude in D.C. that says, oh, we're better than everyone else. There's a different set of rules. And I think people in flyover country, hillbillies in Ohio or Iowa or Oklahoma, they're so sick of it. We're so sick of it. We're saying we're going to support President Trump. I think that's the I think that's the takeaway. I think that's the, the result of all this. You know, I I think there's a little bit more going on than just that. I think that a lot of times when we're looking at these polls, like a New York Times poll that, you know, usually would have Hillary up or Joe Biden up because they, they fake their polls. Now they literally have Trump and Joe Biden at a dead at a dead heat. I think it's not so not as much as Trump being arrested. You know, I think that that has a lot to play with it. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that people are looking at Joe Biden and his decline. They are looking at their economy. They're looking at their bank accounts. They're looking at how like they are literally comparing life with Trump for four years versus life with Joe Biden now is infinitely worse. And they're going, and then they go, oh, and they're attacking Trump. And so there must be, I'm saying that the wake up call is more or less your bank account. The fact that inflation is through the roof and life under Joe Biden is literally miserable. And then they go, and they're still coming after Trump. And then they go to Trump. I think that there's a step there that I has to happen. I think that there is, you know, to your point before, have they been going after their political opponents with the DOJ? Maybe. But when I'm looking, I... I said the government. You said the government. I was saying the government. I, I didn't mean the DOJ. Well, I, I'm looking at the, the Department of Justice going after people for political speech. Sure. And going after people that they don't like for policies. They don't like political policies. And I'm looking at a the full-on assault on conservatives like it's one thing we've put up with it because we don't have a choice with the mainstream media calling us white supremacists and nazis every five seconds okay and when it comes to january 6th it was a setup to frame trump supporters as nazis to get them to move into the capitol to get them in there so then they could frame them for a thing right what you were talking about with the the Amish farmer, it was a thing. Were they trying to frame the Amish farmer for the thing? I don't think they were trying to frame him. I think they found he was doing something and he was selling some some salve. Uh, we have our friend Mark Baker um, and he was um, selling meat and a certain kind of pig. And then the whole the whole state of Michigan was gonna ban heritage hogs and they, they tried to ruin his life. But it was about a thing, okay? It wasn't about necessarily Mark Baker as being a, um, 
political opponent to the government, right? Maybe it was, maybe, 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 Mark, maybe that's why they went after your pigs. But right now what we're seeing is that if they don't like Leah Michelle, they just find something. Find something that you've done. If they don't, if they don't like Candace Owens, I think she's controlled opposition, they'll just find something, right? So I've got this next clip. This next clip was from a previous interview when, when Tucker was at Fox News with the uh, chief of police, the Capitol Police in Washington, D.C. Now, Raheem Kassim at the National Pulse had this leaked to him. This is, did not come through Tucker. Tucker did not have access to this. It was Fox News's video. So Raheem has this and he's leaked it because it's so important to know that this Capitol Police officer, chief, really truly believes that this was a setup. So let's play this clip. Very oh. restrained and rational and not given yeah. overstatement, obviously, but the facts that you're describing are shocking. I want to say the reason why I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, why did you write this book? I try to do what I can to get the truth out. Yes. You know, they didn't want me to testify in uh, in February on February 23rd at the Senate hearing. They only wanted people to still currently in positions. I actually had to go in and talk to a friend of mine on one of the oversight committees to say, I will come there in person. I want to be there. I want to testify. So I'm glad you think I'm reserved. I'm, you know, to be honest with you, I'm a little pissed off um, because it, it doesn't have to happen. If, if people were reporting the intelligence correctly, if I was allowed to do my job as the chief, I got a significant experience. If I was allowed to do my job as the chief, we wouldn't be here today. This didn't happen. Then see how you know, you're out there, you're lambasted in public, and it's all, you know, everything appears to be a cover-up. Like I said, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but when you look at the information the intelligence that it had, military had, uh, it's all watered down. I'm not getting intelligence. I'm denied support National Guard in advance. I'm denied National Guard while we're under attack for 71 minutes. You're in a fight? Yeah. A fight for a couple of minutes. Yeah, one wears minute. You out. One minute. <laughs> I was going to say, 60 seconds, three minutes. Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you, it wears you out. My officers were fighting for 80 minutes before the, the protesters ever. Wait, can I say, so you described this as a failure to get the intelligence to the people who needed it, but it sounds like worse than, it sounds like they were hiding so, the intelligence. And that's what I'm getting at, is could there possibly be that actually did something to happen and kind of wanted something to happen? It doesn't, it's not a far stretch to begin. Well, to I don't know that. what the other explanation is. You know, it's, it's sad when you start putting everything together and thinking about the way this played out. It gets concerning. What was their end goal? You look at you look at what's happening. Was that their end goal? I don't know. Well, I mean, there's no question that what happened on January 6th has has really helped the Democratic Party. It's gravely politicized the U.S. military and the intelligence agencies and the mm -hmm. FBI, and those are all, I think, bad for America and violations of the Constitution, but they're all good for the Democratic Party. That's the fact. Like That's what happened. Absolutely. And I, I write about that because as a cop of 30 years, I'm a, I'm a rule of law type of guy. Yeah. You know, there's a reason that Lady Justice is depicted with a blindfold. As soon as you cut that blindfold off, the fairness of our legal system goes out, goes out the window. And that is exactly what has happened. They have stripped that blindfold away from Lady Justice. And no, it's not perceived as being fair anymore. So just to let you know, the that was not Brideon's fault. That was uh, it was kind of garbled because that's the way it came, because it was leaked. 
material. That's why even uh, Bannon, who played it yesterday, uh, it was like that. But you have um, Sund here, who is um, the Capitol Police Chief, Stephen Sund. Sund, everything appears to be a cover-up. Like I said, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but when you look at the information and the intelligence they had, the military they had, it's all watered down. I'm not getting intelligence. I'm denied any support from National Guard in advance. I'm denied National Guard while we're under attack for 71 minutes. So beginning around uh, 19 minutes into the conversation, Sun tells Tucker, if I was allowed to do my job as the chief, we wouldn't be here. This didn't have to happen. Um, this is this is crazy. It sounds like they were all hiding the intelligence, Carlson said. And to which Sund responds, could there possibly be actually they kind of wanted something to happen? It's not a far stretch to think that. It's sad when you start putting everything together and thinking about the way that this plays out. This man was not, to my knowledge, brought before the January 6th committee. No, and he was one of the only ones, the only ones he did not, the January 6th committee, because they kept off this was all such a sham. They kept off any Republicans. You know, the only Republicans they put on there were uh, Liz Cheney and um, Adam Kissinger, I think. Uh, these guys were not Republicans. This was a Democrat-led sham because the Democrats actually put it together. Because if they had some real Republicans on this committee, they would have gotten to the bottom of this. Now, I would like a January 6th committee, and I want one today. Okay, I want a January 6th committee. I want McCarthy on it. I want it to be totally, completely exposed because Nancy Pelosi and all those people involved, they're the ones that should be going to jail. And that's why every time that um, there's a drop against Hunter Biden, there's another thing or indictment that gets dropped against Trump because we have true criminals sitting in the White House. We have criminals that set up an like a million patriots and are making them rot in jail. This is more than banana republics up, guys. We have to wake up. Wake up. I'm awake. You woke me up. He says, um, Carlson uh, told Russell Brand, I interviewed the chief of the Capitol Police, Stephen Sun, in an, inter in an interview that was never aired on Fox. By the way, I was fired before it could air. I'm going to interview him again. So hopefully we're going to see this interview again. But Stephen Sund was the totally non-political. He worked for Nancy Pelosi. I mean, this was not some right-wing activist. He was chief of police on January 6th. And he said, oh, yeah, 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 that crowd was filled with federal agents. What? Well, he would know, of course, because he was in charge of security. So the more time has passed, it becomes really obvious that core claims they made about January 6th were actual lies and we could see it. And I'm going to tell you, that's why I lost. We have we are on Brighton. God bless Brighton. While we don't have our YouTube because we covered this stuff and we don't have our Twitter account because Elon Musk, I'm telling you, is batting for the other team. I was listening to an interview with Alex Jones and Steve Bannon. Do you know they're not allowed back on Twitter either? Alex isn't allowed back on Twitter, and neither is War Room. So I feel pretty good that Resistance Chicks, I have twice, I had two accounts. I went and asked recently for a recent reinstatement, and I got a manual review, and they said no. So that I know what camp Resistance Chicks is, is in, and I just thank God for it. Because you have all these fake faux conservatives who are interviewing Andrew Tate, who are still on, on uh, Twitter, and they don't recognize that they're in some echo chamber of themselves getting worse and worse and worse, tightened in the grip of Andrew Tate's fantastical lies. And they're literally in some sort of like incestuous conservative 
um, mosh pit where they just keep stroking each other and and having these incestuous relationships just with each other. Meanwhile, the rest of us patriots are on the ground actually getting things done. We're actually going to have a rally, which we're going to talk about in our show uh, this Sunday with Jim Caviezel, General Flynn, and Abby Johnson, because we're going to try to stop the radical left. I don't see Mike Cernovich or Candace Owens talking about Ohio issue one. No, they're there tweeting about flying to Romania to go to some sex demons sex dungeon to interview them. These people, like the conservative leadership that you see on Twitter is dead. But you know who is leading the front? Mike Adams and the Variety On Store. The Variety On Network. I'm telling you what, go to the Variety On Store, use promo code CHICK, save 5%, and you will get some of the healthiest products known to man. Mike literally will not let anything, to my knowledge, in that store that he has not personally reviewed and finds meets his standards. I am so impressed. Every product that I've ever gotten from the Bridey on store is top notch. I want you guys to support this network because this is not Twitter. This is not YouTube. This is where real free speech is allowed to live and thrive, and we must support it. And then you get amazing products on the other back end. I love it. It's a win-win, win-win. Speaking of a win-win, we've got so much more coming up right after these messages, including Simone Gold's bodyguard now sentenced to three years in jail. All of that and so much more. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. So Leah, Simone Gold has been on the front lines of this, not just America Frontline Doctors, but just trying to get the truth out about COVID. Yeah. She went to the Capitol on January 6th. Mm-hmm. She had a speech. Yeah. Someone said, why don't you just, everybody had gone in. Somebody said, why don't you just go into the Capitol Rotunda and just read your speech? And she was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. She had a megaphone, right? She had a bodyguard. And I think she had a cameraman mm-hmm. there with her. I don't know what's happened to the cameraman. Yeah, it was a little bit more than that. I've got, um, Heather Mullins is in contact with, um, this bodyguard, John Strand, and she says that they were actually up there on the Capitol and they were pushed into the Capitol. They were like kind of pushed in by the crowd. So I'm gonna roll this clip and then wanna talk about it. Today, specifically, I've been, no, Joe, it's not funny. It's really not funny. Today, okay, let me ask you this, Joe. Did you know that on January 6th, Dr. Simone Gold, you've probably heard of her from America's Frontline Doctors. She was a scheduled speaker at the Capitol. They had a permitted event at the Capitol on January 6th. There's two sides of the Capitol where people were sort of forced into the building. On one side of the building, there was a permitted event where I think even Congressman Paul Gosar was a slated speaker. And so a bunch of people were actually gathering to hear the speakers at the Capitol on January 6th, and they were right there behind these big brass doors, and one of them was Dr. Simone Gold's security guard, a a guy by the name of John Strand. This guy was paid security. He was there on a detail. He's a law-abiding citizen. And what ended up happening is, is on one side of the Capitol, you saw, you know, barriers being broken and, and all this other stuff. On the other side, there was a scheduled permitted event. And that's where Dr. Gold was. That's where Doc, or John Strand was. There's footage now of flashbang grenades going off when people were peaceful, chanting, and praying. And it stirred them into a frenzy. And then there's footage of the doors, people from inside the Capitol opening the doors, letting these people in. And when you launch a flashbang grenade into a peaceful 
crowd. Guess what's going to happen? Panic. And then this mob of people went into the Capitol because they had nowhere else to go. Otherwise, they would get crushed by a human mob. So Dr. Gold, her security guard, John Strand, they all got pushed into the, the Capitol because they had nowhere to go and they were let in. Somebody let them in from the inside. So they were in the building following whichever way the Capitol Police were going. They didn't break anything. And a week ago, John Strand, who refused to take a plea deal for being in the Capitol because he didn't believe he did anything wrong, was sentenced to three years and just had to report to a federal prison. And this guy, right, like I'm actually one of the people now that that is, is communicating with him because I agreed to tell his story of how he was doing while he was in there. And so I'm on his email list and a friend of mine who's on his call list got a call from him. And this guy was like a lover of Jesus, had the highest spirits you could possibly imagine. And he's already after a week in there struggling. And if you can sit here and laugh at a man who is literally saying he might not make it three years in being, this is not a joke. There are good people sitting in jail. So don't sit there on your freaking throne and trust people that will throw good people in jail because you're. Wow. You know, we've been covering with um, since day one what they decided to do against Simone Gold and John Strand. Now, Leah, Simone Gold also was. Convicted. She went to jail. She went, to, she jail. went to jail. But yeah, but I, here's my question. Why, why does the John, bodyguard get three years? This is definitely one of those cases, in my opinion, that um, they're giving preferential treatment to her. She must have had better lawyers and probably because she was a female. I thought I thought the exact same they thing. They really throw in the book at the males. I don't I quite know why, um, but it's it's pretty sick. And they, um, we need to just stand up for them for sure. Yeah. We need to stand up for them and for the frontline doctors. So um, Pierre Corey and Dr. Paul Merrick, front, the uh, the frontline critical care, they are the board wants to take their certifications away for internal medicine. So next week on Wednesday, we're going to be headed to Columbus to stand with Dr. Sherry Tenpenny yeah. because she is actually having a hearing. Uh, Tom Renz, I was on the phone with him the other day and he said, I'm going to go represent Sherry. And I was right. like, drop everything, reschedule. We're going up there. We're going to be covering that. So you guys yeah. can stay tuned on resistancechicks.com for that. But they are coming after all of these doctors and their medical yeah. licenses. No, they absolutely are. Um, speaking of that, you know, I really think that with these doctors who were treating like, um, um, with Pierre Corey and Simone Gold, they they treated and they kept people alive. And when the Delta variant came out, then the ivermectin was doubled, the steroids were added, and you know they were doing the best that they could to get patients through. Yeah. And anybody who had a treating doctor who was ready to help somebody get through it, they got through it. Yeah. And we had. Uh, there is a wonderful doctor here in Ohio. We were able to get a hold of uh, a compounding pharmacy here in Ohio. We were able to get a hold of who um, helped compound um, some higher doses of ivermectin. And we were really appreciative for those who stepped up and said, you know what, I'm going to do this. And there's a war against ivermectin. Did you know Pierre Corey actually has a book out um, called like, The War on Ivermectin? Wow. So I want you guys to, to check that out. And um, just support the FLCCC still today because they are still helping people get through different rounds of ivermectin. Now they're helping people um, 
who are going through vaccine injuries. Now, keep in mind, aside from COVID, one of the reasons why they didn't want ivermectin out there is because it's an anti-parasitic and there has been a literal push against the American people to get us off of anti-parasitical medicine and to get dewormers off of the shelf and have them cost tens of thousands of dollars when every other third world country or every other country, as a matter of fact, has these dewormers on the shelf because they understand how harmful parasites are to our bodies. Dr. Artis will tell you when it's Lyme disease or or, cancer, you know, MS or all different kinds of things. The number one thing you need to do is do a parasite cleanse. first and foremost and so if i they real the powers that be realized not only will ivermectin cure covid which we don't want but if people get ivermectin in their hands on a regular basis then we're going to lose a bunch of patients because they're going to be cured of other diseases yeah they keep trying to cure people with painkillers when they could just be have a, po- a parasite overload exactly for sure well i have a clip for you maybe this will kind of kind of some dark humor an australian comic uh admits that he wishes he never got the vaccine. Let's see this. I regret having gotten the vaccine. I really regret having gotten the vaccine. I'm sure it's fine, but I just wish when the state told me to do something, I'd be the sort of person who said no. But it turns out I'm the sort of person who says fine. I don't, I don't understand what's going on. You're telling me it's important. Okay. I, and all they had to do was say, you won't be allowed to go into pubs for like a month. And I was like, put it in me. <laughs> That's what I'm upset about is that I had a principle temporarily. Like, oh, wow. oh, if I was in Nazi Germany, I would have stood up to the regime. I wouldn't stand up to not being able to go to a pub for a month. <laughs> Frank, she's in that attic there. I saw her. It doesn't matter what the point of principle was. The point is I would have been a chill. And that, I have to live with that for the rest of my three or four more years before I have a heart attack. You know, I've seen that clip and I, that to me is the very the most ideal reason to regret having gotten the vaccine because most people regret having gotten it because they have injuries. But for him to wake up and recognize when the government came at me and told me, oh, just take this, I was like, okay, fine. I can't, if you're telling me I can't do X, Y, Z, go to a pub or whatever, then okay, put it in me. I'm ready to go. And I love this comedy sketch because I think it, it, it brings humor to the darkness of what a lot of people actually did and how weak they were. Yeah, no, you're right. Speaking of being weak, um, this week, Kirk Cameron is going around reading in libraries his brave books about morals yeah. and yeah, teaching children virtues. Instead of Drag Queen Story Hour. Instead of Drag Queen Story Hour. However, um, there's obviously a pushback from that. Now libraries are told to hide offensive books critical of transgenderism. So libraries have been advised that they should bury books from turf authors deemed to be offensive while prominently displaying works promoting far-left transgender ideology. Guidance titled from a London LGBTIQ plus library called Book 28 in Islington dubbed Welcoming the LGBTIQ blah, 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 plus users. Advice for public library workers has been sent out to libraries across the country about which books they should be featuring and which should be effectively hidden from the public. And this is in the UK. While the leftist librarians who wrote the guidance called for limiting access to so-called TERF, trans-exclusionary radical feminist books, 
so funny. I'm not even a radical feminist. I guess I'm not a turf. I don't know. It called for act, active promotion of not only LGBT-themed works, but also putting in place other best practices. You've been in the library where they have a little display of things like that, and now they've got, you know, Johnny can be Janie. The advice reported by The Telegraph told public-run libraries that they should take measures to prevent the risk of LGBT people coming across transphobic books which they might find offensive. In addition, it said that the number of copies of such books held by libraries should be limited while saying that they should stock multiple pro-LGBT works. Be especially careful to make sure you do not make mistakes, such as putting them on the LGBTQIQ displays or sections where they might cause upset. You can interfile them in your general stock, and those who want to seek out these titles can do so via your catalog without the risk of the LGBT blah, 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 blah person coming across the book in a way that looks like it may, it may be being endorsed. That's it. There goes the Bible from the library. That's actually true. Exactly. Exactly. We had uh, this year, uh, school kids were taught how to masturbate and the virtues of rough sex in lessons hidden from That's called pedophilia, by the way. That's called pedophilia. Pedophiles is- do that. Pedophiles do that to children. Pedophiles do that to children. That is pedophilia. Do- yeah. What? No, it's absolutely it's absolutely pedophilia. But I do have a little good news. So in Oklahoma, there were two bills that one in the House and one in the Senate, and they were supposed to define biological sex. Well, they stalled out and their session has ended. These sessions are so, I'm like, I don't understand these sessions and I don't get it. But anyways, their session is done. I guess Oklahoma is not doing anything else for the rest of the year. So uh, the Oklahoma governor has issued an executive order. And in this case is a good use of executive order. Uh, The governor, Kevin Stitt, became the first U.S. governor to issue an executive order legally defining the uh, what constitutes a biological male and female in a move to preserve women's rights. And he did that on August 1st. He did that with Riley Gaines, the swimmer in presence. I am taking decisive executive action to ensure the true definition of the word woman, meaning a biological woman is what guides the state as we reaffirm our commitment to ensuring the safety, dignity, and sanctity of women across Oklahoma. As long as I'm governor, We will continue to protect women and ensure women-only spaces are reserved solely for biological women. Representatives of the LGBT support groups in Oklahoma decried the move, saying it would harm women's rights instead of protecting them. You know what I find hilarious? Even with dog breeds, okay? you Dog breeds are... All over the board. Lee and I own a pet care business. This is mm-hmm. what we do for a living. This is we, this is just a hobby that we don't get paid for very much. Um, with with all these breeds, mm-hmm. when you want to find out what your dog is, it comes back and it says, "Okay, your dog is one third husky, one dog, one third German Shepherd, and one third Golden Retriever." Mm-hmm. You're a part of all of those things, right? At least there's a definitive description in something that is completely like a mesh up. But yet, when it comes to gender, it is there's nothing definitive about it. When are, are they going to start redefining, like, do we have to put it in the Constitution, like, what a school is, or what the sky is, or what the grass is, yes. or what the ocean is? Like, because what if, what if what the ocean is to you and I is not what the ocean is to someone else? It's, it must not be. It absolutely must not be. I think you're I The think fact you're that we right have to legally that. identify and describe words is, uh, we are living in an upside down world. 
This is this is absolutely upside down world. And you know what else is upside down? Joe Biden. So Joe Biden may have inadvertently become Bitcoin's latest brand ambassador in a new cringe video advertising merchandise for his re-election campaign. This is God. Are you? Did second. you look this up to see and make sure this was not Chat GPT? No, it's real. The Bitcoin and crypto community were quick to notice the design of the coffee mug, which features his face with glowing laser eyes. A popular addition for Bitcoin enthusiasts uh, when designing their profile pictures. While the origins of the meme meme are hazy, the laser eyes phenomenon kicked off as part of a movement across social media to drive Bitcoin's price to $100,000 by the end of 2021 a goal that didn't come to fruition. The most notable laser-eyed personalities once included NFL star Tom Brady, Paris Hilton, and Elon Musk. It's typically used as a symbol for showcasing their bullish look for Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies more broadly. And you saw that with Tom Brady, and he actually helped um, promote Sam Bankman-Fried's crypto uh, coin, and that went bust, Mm -hmm. right? So do you really want to promote something that went bust? Do you really want to promote Bitcoin? Joe Biden's post has been littered with responses from the crypto community, both delighted and amused by the obvious oversight. Joe Biden is a Bitcoin maxi now, laser eyes and everything, haters in disbelief. Let's roll this. I like my coffee dark. Okay, so I have a theory on this. You want to know what it is? Mm, I don't know. But remember the dark Brandon theme? They're trying to be like, and they put this out the day Trump was indicted. Right. But you know what I really think that it is? What? I think that he is coming out to, to essentially warn everyone of central bank digital currency. I think you could be right. Because if that's what the laser eyes mean, digital currencies... Then here he's coming with this kind of like look on. He probably has no idea what's going on, by the way. Mm-hmm. But those that are behind this are dropping. And, and the fact that other people have not awakened to that yet, get ready. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Economic collapse is just around the corner. And central bank digital currency. What day was this that this? Because we know that the Fed now accounts went live like a week and a half. Well, ago. this was yesterday. Okay, so yesterday. So within a week and a half or two weeks of the Fed now accounts going live, Joe Biden comes out with his own crypto face. I'm just saying. Mm. His own crypto face. You know, um, they do want to train change us from transgender. From they, It's not just enough for you to change from man to woman. They want to now, the next thing is from person to robot. Now, Yesterday, what I saw going around Twitter were these absolutely uh, perfect, beautiful women and scantily clad, to which a bunch of men, so gross, comment on there, you look so lovely, blah, 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 blah. And people were like, those are AI. And the guys were like, no way. That cannot be AI. Perfect, And a, not just AI pictures, but AI videos of women like showing off like a new bikini and the and the and these though they call them simps. These guys simping over the and here's the thing. You, the thing with the OnlyFans is that behind them are a lot of pimps and a lot of men anyways. Yeah. But when it comes to these AI generated women, it's gonna be men. And so the 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 twisted kind of homosexual 
kind of just really twisted sexuality that we're we're diving into here. Number one with the OnlyFans and the porn, and now with the AI. The AI gets me because I I mean just like it's one thing for men to think that they're going to actually interact with a female online, especially these OnlyFans girls. The Instagram girls are not going to message you back. Okay. They're just not. If they want your money. The OnlyFans girls, they only want your money. They don't care about you. But the AI, the robots. I miss the good old days when men would drive around with their motorcycles with a blow-up doll on the back. Mm. I miss the days when you men would drive around on their motorcycles just to be men. It was it, a joke. I, what I'm saying is the fakeness. It used to just be a blow-up doll. Now they have this interactive artificial intelligence. I also have something to say on the fakeness. Um, I'm going to show you any pictures, but Cardi B uh, has come out, I guess, to talk about how she rejects some of her plastic surgeries. And I guess when she was younger, she was flat-chested and, and had, had no booty and was very skinny. Okay. And everything about her has changed. She's had breast augmentation, booty implants... Um, she's had her nose done. She's had all kind of so work she's done. fake. She's a completely fake person. And, you know, I don't think we talk enough about this and how this world that we live in, we just have to get back to things that are real and natural. I exactly. think about the men, because if you go on, if you go on Twitter, if you go into the, the space where people are at, where the, the celebrities are at, right? Um, the men are pumping themselves up. Robert Kennedy Jr., he's in his 70s. That He's not naturally beefy like that. Exactly. That's, there are there are things that he is taking supplements. 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 Okay, drugs. You don't get that way through um, just a little creatine. Okay? He is taking... I don't know. Creatine does some stuff. I don't know if it does it for you in your 60s and so 70s. So what I'm understanding from the other men, some weight, guys in their 50s who are weightlifting, he's like, I can take anything legal and nothing will turn me into that okay okay he's super buff these are drugs these men are taking drugs there's literal drugs performance enhancing drugs um they're not natural supplements the same thing with women you're looking at women like if you like they're not the women you see online we we kind of covered this last week they've had breast augmentation they've had tummy tucks they they've got every single influencer besides leah and michelle Ha, have Botox. We don't even surgery. wear fake eyelashes. Come on, we man. don't even put on the fake like the the butterflies on your eyes. I, they're just too annoying to me. I know. Okay. Um, and so in this world of fakeness, be real. It's That's really what I'm, I'm going to leave in you this with. world of fake. All right. So we didn't have time to play the clip today, but I want you guys to go to resistancechicks.com or um, our Brighteon channel and check out two interviews that we did. Ohio has an amazing issue that's coming up on Tuesday. And this rally that we are about to do on Sunday with Jim Caviezel, General Flynn, Abby Johnson is going to be huge. It's national. Gavin Newsom has weighed in on this. George Soros just dropped another couple million dollars in on this issue. Everyone from outside Ohio is weighing in on Ohio because this is a testing ground of something that they want to do that is completely radical in every state. They've already done it in Michigan. They want to Californiate get it? Fornicate. They want to Californicate Ohio. And we are not going to let them do that. We are going to stop them in the power of God. So go to resistancechicks.com and watch two interviews that we did this week on Ohio Issue 1 and join us this Sunday at the prayer rally right here in Cincinnati, Ohio. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. We'll see you next time. Back to Resistance Chicks, we're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's Friday, which means we're going to bring you this week's top news stories, including, but not limited to, 
Donald Trump's arrest, fingerprinting, yes. mugshot, and indictment. Yes, once again, once again. Can you believe this? How many times is this now? Three. So I'm not gonna lie, you know what I did? What? Today when I was putting together together today's show and making yeah. my beautiful piece of artwork that no one literally ever acknowledges, by the way. And I'm ah. just gonna say that I it takes me about an hour to do those every week that I do for you guys, that little intro there. Okay. Um but it's it's like literally creating a piece of artwork. I'm like one of those cake bakers or something, mm -hmm. you know, the website. I'm going to have to help you because you're just a wreck over here. Um, I, I really Leah's having issues with her earbuds. earbuds. We're getting her. I'm going to get her a better one. I think if you were to turn that thing, it would be fine. But anyway, I went and I just put in Trump indictment in my past things that I've made. And I just tweaked it a little bit because this it's not the first time that this has happened. So I already had one that said Trump indicted. I just put a little again at the bottom and I got the new um, umbrella picture of him this week. Did you see that? Everybody's sharing with him. You know, they, they show pictures of, uh, I should just pull this up. Obama having, you know, has like a security guy, you know, holding the umbrella over his head and Trump's carrying his own umbrella, which makes him a man's man. So I grabbed that picture. But my point is, this has already happened before. It's like it's like Trump deja vu. Yeah, you know, there's an article from the Washington Examiner. And in that article, it says that Democrats and Republicans aren't divided by gender. They're divided by marriage. And I think this is very interesting to talk about when we're talking about Donald Trump and the Republican Conservative Party. So the highlights from this are that Republicans are winning married men by 20 points, okay? Married women by 14 points. So married married men are up 20 points for, for Republicans and married women up 14 points for Republicans. Unmarried men, only seven points. So single guys are only Republican by seven oh, points. Oh, I'm a single guys. Oh, I'm a single guys. So who is keeping the Democrats actually competitive? The answer is single women. So single women are single-handedly saving the Democratic Party by a 37-point margin, 37-point margin, 68% to 31. Wow. You know, and what's interesting to me, though, it's Sweden, is that in real life, when I look at the conservative movement, yeah, it is led by, by women. conservative women. A lot of them, a lot of them not married, a lot of them single women. So... I'm guessing that Republican men are just Republican married men are just Republicans and they don't do much because you think you would see more. But actually, those single women who are conservatives by percentage, and this isn't in the article, are way more active than any other demographic. Actually, though, I do think it's the single women that are the most active on both sides. Mm -hmm. So the single women are the most active in the Democrat Party. They're the ones who are um, fighting for, pro, you know, abortion and they're fighting for the progressive agenda. So I do believe that it's coming down, you know, to, I would, to I, single I, women, I, I would slightly disagree with you on the single women thing. On, in, in, the, in, in the Republicans, by the way, though. Be, no, I'm just why, saying though. that this is, what I, this is what I see when I go places. But I don't see the a women. bunch of single women. I see a lot. I do see a lot when of single women. When we have events, it's like mostly, like, what I'm not, saying is by and large, there's a lot of single women that come is what I mean. But don't say mostly, because there are, I would say, mostly married women whose children have, um, are not at home anymore. Those women are, are really kind of making the push on the Republican side. I guess you I miss, I think you, I think you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. I'm saying that the single women that are conservatives, 
are intense. Right. That's what I'm I saying. That's you, what I'm I saying. thought you were comparing the married women on the Republican side and saying there's more single women pushing the ball down the line than married women I'm and saying, on, on the Republican I, and maybe side. It's I because totally they have disagree time, with that. More time. But because I could I'm, list off literally like No, what I'm saying is that the single women that are conservatives than, are I guess by and large at any sort of conservative event it's mostly women. Yeah. Okay. Now that I agree. Because agree with. women are probably I don't know what the marriage rate is in America. I guess more pro- probably more women are married than they're not. And so when it comes down to this small the you know this small kind of almost minority which is conservative single women right that they're very involved and i wanted to encourage that and i wanted to um yes, to, to push that because that's what i see when i'm when i go places i see a lot of single women who are um the definite and i guess what every single one of them want to be married so i think that that's also the difference i feel like those the single women in the conservative bent are actually should be considered married women. Why? Because most of these leftist women who are single are single on purpose. They're single because they hate men because they're radical feminists and they, they're just, they chose their careers. These, the conservative women who are in the fight they want to be married. Mm-hmm. They want to have a family. Every every single last one of them. So I just felt like that was like a different kind of bent when you're talking about single conservative women. Sure. Uh, they're actually in my, if you're going to, it's the mindset that you have on marriage. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm, that's good. Because of the way that this article is portrayed, it's that if you get married, then that might make you Republican and we need to... We need to encourage people to be married more. Oh, and no, there is a slight... the punchline. The way you gave it to me yesterday was way better. You didn't actually get to the punchline. Well, uh, Jesse Kelly says, Republicans will read an article like this we're talking about and think the solution is to reach out to single women. The communists will read an article like this and know the solution is doing whatever you have to do to make sure women stay single. Let that just simmer for a second because so I had to think on I'm it saying. yesterday when you gave it to me. But you didn't, did you read that already and I missed no, it? No, but okay. that's what I'm saying. That's the point I'm getting to. The communists are making sure that women stay single. They're because they in- know that if they stay single long, like then their, their bent is going to become more bitter and bitter without Jesus, especially. It's these, Keep it's single. putting kids. And here's the thing. I, and I hate to people who rage against feminists because or women who aren't married because when you from the time you are a toddler in this century you're told you have to go get a career if you're going to get a career then you can't think like you would if you're going to think like a mom okay and they brainwash little girls in public school and then they blame them for coming out acting like their teachers that they spend eight hours a day with and then their professors that they actually go and kind of live with. Well, you mean the conservatives blame. Yeah. Every, well, yeah. The left don't sure. are really happy these girls are coming out that sure. way. Yeah. So in that respect, and, and we're thinking about Donald Trump here and, and these indictments, uh, we, we read on our Brightian show an article uh, with Professor um, Turley. I think he's uh, talking about how 
I don't think that this indictment against Trump is actually going to stick. Who but, said that this week? But it will have to go through many circuits. I think that when he goes to DC, if he goes to DC, Bill Barr is your enemy. Bill Barr has said that Trump knew he lost the election. The indictment that we're, we're looking at right now has to prove that Trump knew he lost the election and that he criminally incited people to riot and kind of try to overthrow the government or whatever, stop the proceedings. Bill Barr is not our friend, but he did say that DC might not be a fair venue for Trump and a venue change should be considered. That is the the most that is the most placid way to say that Trump should not have a trial in DC. Of course he's not going to get a fair trial in DC. Okay? And the fact that these criminal charges are brought up and he, this the the judge that he pulled is this deep Obama judge who is known to be the absolute worst against January Sixers. The harshest against January Sixers. This is, I would call her the, the punisher, mm. basically. But there is something that will come out of this that could be good. You see, Trump's lawyer went on Fox News to say that actually, if this does go to trial, then they will get to litigate the merits of the 2020 election because they will get discovery in all the states and actually get to prove their case. So maybe God's working it around. We'll see. Uh, I still think that... Um, all I know is that throughout all of this, when it comes to the COVID nonsense and the lockdowns and everything, they the guys, we are winning. I, you look around and it may feel sometimes there's little skirmishes and battles that we do lose. But by and large, every single play, the big ones that they go to make blow up in their faces. Mm. So this seems like another one. I think it will. Um, so it turns out that special counsel Jack Smith either failed to review evidence that exonerates President Trump and Mayor Rudy Giuliani or he ignored the findings altogether. Tim uh, Parlatore, the attorney for um, former New York City Police Commissioner Bernard Kirk, told CBS News that Smith's office has within thousands with with has has thousands of pages of records turned over by uh, Kirk or Kirk that contain ex, that contain exculpatory evidence. The exact reason why Smith has not disclosed this critical information remains unclear. According to CBS News, these documents were submitted to Smith on July 23rd. Uh, Kirk's, um, Kirk's legal team says that these materials, which include affidavits under oath from people raising concerns regarding the integrity of the 2020 presidential uh, contest, demonstrate there was an honest effort to investigate voter fraud claims in the election. Uh, yet, per... Para Latore had Latour got surprising news when the special counsel's office started asking him for documents, which he had already handed over after they indicted Trump on Wednesday. So, um, they the documents bear directly on the essential element of whether Rudy Giuliani and therefore Donald Trump knew that their claims of election fraud were false. So, did Rudy Giuliani 
go around from state to state thinking and knowing that their claims were false. That is a very interesting case that they're bringing. That's the case they're bringing. Um, and so good faith reliance upon claims of fraud, even if they later turn out to be false, is very different from pushing fraud claims that you know to be false at a later time. In other words, Trump and Giuliani honestly believe the 2020 election was stolen. They conclusively, this conclusively proves that Trump is being prosecuted based on his opinions. There's also other evidence to back up Trump's claims of election fraud. And we have covered it ad nauseum, and that's why we don't have our YouTube channel. Um, but this is a very interesting thing because Hillary Clinton went around saying that she should be president. Stacey Abrams basically called herself the governor of Georgia. Basically, she went around saying, I won, I won, I won, I won, I won. Hillary's like, you know, I won, I won, I won, I won. And nothing, crickets. So this is definitely one of those witch hunt matters. Well, and I think that this is actually the, the most ideal thing that they could be bringing against Trump, and here's why. The evidence that exists for the statements from Trump, not just at that time, mm -hmm. leading up from November to January, five plus one, mm -hmm. but even since then, all the evidence points to a true deep conviction in Donald Trump that he believes that he won the 2020 election. Yeah. Like you've got video evidence. As a matter mm -hmm. of fact, there's so much evidence that if you were to put it into chat GPT and ask it to come up with something, it's going to pull from all of that. Yes, Donald Trump really believes that he lost or that he won the 2020 election. I, I, I think you're absolutely correct there. I can't You see. could say he's delusional. You could say that he, like you, like you read here, believing something at the time and then later it being proven false, whichever, wherever you want to land on that, that's fine. But knowing at the time that he legitimately lost, especially with an election that was so tight, like that, there's no way that you could prove that he didn't think that he actually won. I know. It was the tightest, like it wasn't 75-25. I mean, it was the tightest thing ever. Yeah, it took it a was, week. Yeah. Or two or three. Three, three states. Of, yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, hear Trump here. He, this is a this sad a day. Yeah. I don't know if I can crop that. Oh, let's, let's Once you make that. it bigger, it'll go away. Yeah, well, but still. There we go. Oh, we're going to have to go. Trump. For our podcast listeners, Trump is sending stairs from Yeah, so if you scroll down, his, uh, this is her. This is his lawyer talking about the uh, timing of this indictment. The fact that I am standing here for the third time in five months is not a coincidence. This is the Biden political lawfare that we have seen time and time again. It is a deflection from everything that they have done. And if you don't believe me, look at the facts. On March 17th, Hunter accidentally admits that it was his laptop from hell. The next day, DA Alvin Bragg 
indicts President Trump. June 8th, an FBI document is released showing that the Ukrainians paid the Biden crime family millions and millions of dollars. The next day, the Mar-a-Lago raid and the Mar-a-Lago indictment. Last week, Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea deal fell through when the judge realized it had blanket immunity. The following day, a superseding indictment against Donald Trump. July 31st, Devin Archer goes to testify in front of the House. That was only after they failed to put him in jail prior to the fact. What happens the next day? The January 6th indictment that we're here for today. This is not a coincidence. This is election interference at its finest against the leading candidate right now for president for either party. President Trump is under siege in a way that we have never seen before. President Trump and his legal team and everyone on his team will continue to fight, not for him, but for the American people. Well, there you go. So we see consistently that every time these people have a damning report that does not do them any favors, they come after Trump. I wonder how many more of these they have before they're played out. Like, you know what I mean? Because there's going to be more stuff that keeps coming out. Yeah, she was asked, uh, why not bring it to trial as soon as possible before the election? Now, this is going back and forth. Supposedly, um, the, Demo the, the DOJ doesn't want to bring it forward. They do want to bring it forward. Who wants the case to drag out? We're looking at, like, next August. This is crazy, but... Uh, Trump's lawyer says, I would love to bring it as soon as possible, but there's something called discovery. And when somebody wants to say that the 2020 election was perfect and that President Trump has no right to object to it, we've got to show them all the facts. And there's a lot of facts to show. Everybody has their time. And to say that Donald Trump should then be rushed and not be given the same fair proceeding that anybody else is just frankly un-American. It's not fair. So Trump's team also distributed uh, just, um, to reporters a document that points out Trump is penalized after every time Biden and his family are in the news for shady behavior, and you can, guys can see that if you want to see it, um, go back to that article, the sure. Breitbart article. Uh, after uh, right side um, broadcasting, reporter pointed out that the failed presidential uh, Hillary Clinton, candidate Hillary Clinton, and failed uh, uh, governor candidate Stacey Abrams argued about the results of their elections and never faced a weaponization of the DOJ. Um, Trump's lawyer said, of course, but if your last name is Trump, it's very different. So Hillary Clinton can have a problem when she lost the election and we can have a complete liberal meltdown as we all saw. But when we have dignified disagreements, we take them to court. We say, do things patriotically and peacefully. Trump's to blame for things that he did not himself do. Trump's attorney concluded by asserting that this indictment is not actually about January 6th. It's about politics. This is about 2024, period. Inside the courthouse, Trump pleaded not guilty to charges alleging that he attempted to overturn the 2020 election results and left the building after being inside the courthouse for roughly an hour. After exiting the uh, E. Barrett Prettyman courthouse, Trump got into his motorcade and headed back to the Reagan National Airport, where he addressed reporters outside before boarding his plane to leave. And he said, uh, this is a very sad day for America. And this is the picture that I was talking about that everybody's kind of got going viral there. You can scroll there. down and then the video's down there. All right, let's listen to what Trump has to say to the reporters here. 
sad day for America. And it was also very sad driving through Washington, D.C. and seeing the filth and the decay and all of the broken buildings and walls and the graffiti. This is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see it. Uh, when you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. Oh my gosh, there's an ad. Oh, that's I hilarious. I don't know how to get out of it. It's, it's like it was the very end of the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Thank you very much. So appointed to the bench by uh, Obama in 2014, U.S. District Judge Tanya S. Chutkin will oversee the 2020 election case against Trump. Chutkin previously worked in litigation and white-collar criminal defense at Boys, Schiller, and Flexner, where Hunter Biden and Chutkin were colleagues for five years. Get out. So <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. The judge that pulls Trump's case worked at Hunter Biden's Hunter Biden is not a lawyer by the way like I, I know he supposedly passed the bar but like dude is a crack cocaine prostitute crazy man okay he is not a lawyer really okay and he what he was doing has he ever taken a case I don't know so during her tenure as a judge she also saw an important case regarding the Russia hoax I don't believe for one second it's a coincidence that in Washington, D.C., Donald Trump drew the most partisan, biased judge. He's not. She's not just biased. Hunter and Biden need to be in jail. She's the cover woman. She's the, she's the cover woman for them. This is insanity. This is insane world. This is absolutely insane world. Imagine if a judge against Joe Biden had worked in the Trump administration and had worked with Donald Trump Jr. for five years. They would be on that like white arm rice. This is then that's the thing. They're, they have swept the room so like to find the tiniest thing. There's nothing. Well, this is like with J6. They keep their circle small, right? You gotta be in the in circle, right? They kept the Capitol Police Chief out of the know. We just played that clip on our Brighton segment with Tucker Carlson, a newly released clip from an old interview. They kept the Capitol Police Chief out of the loop. Of what was going on. Right. Because he Purposely. wasn't on the know. And then a couple of police officers, was it two or three, committed suicide hmm. afterwards? You know, it's so convenient when people do that. It really helps out a lot. I don't think you said it on Facebook. What do you mean it's convenient? You're not, it's not convenient. No, it's a bad thing. It's horrible. Yeah. I know, for but them. we're on Facebook. Okay, it's really bad when people commit suicide. It's convenient for them. It, here's the thing. We don't know where that goes. And I wouldn't say it's... We don't know what those Capitol Police officers knew or didn't know. They just committed suicide. We don't know anything about them. We literally don't know anything about them. We don't know what they knew. We don't know why they committed suicide. We just know that they did. We don't. We really we do not. Okay? And my heart goes out to them and their family. Something is nefarious here. All right? I believe in honoring their families. Even in my censored world on Facebook. I'm right. allowed to, you keep saying, we don't know why they committed so suicide. We just know that they did. And I believe that that statement yeah, but is I'm, hurtful. Yeah. 
that is a hurtful statement. We just know this. It's unhurtful when you add quotes around it. I think that because we don't have the information as, as, as a news reporter, we have to, we do have to be careful. You told me the other day we're not reporters, we're pundits. Pundits as, as reporting on the news right now. <laughs> uh, I don't believe for one second it's a coincidence that in Washington, D.C., he gets the most uh, partisan judge. All right. So this um, is the, I want to show them the lady. This is the lady. Yeah. So Cash Patel argues that uh, Chu Can is a partisan judge with, that has no credibility to oversee uh, this uh, with Trump. I have no control over the ads to the right, but they see they do seem fitting to go right next. If to you're her a face. judge and you're represented, uh, and and you represented one of the parties, or your firm represented one of the parties uh, before you, it's an automatic recusal. Full stop. So after uh, Trump won the 2016 election, the House Intelligence Committee subpoenaed bank records to ascertain who reportedly paid $168,000 for the Steele dossier. Where did that money come from? The committee wanted to discover who funded the vehicle the FBI used to receive permission to spy on Donald Trump. In turn, the Democrat-aligned disinformation firm Fusion GPS filed suit to block the release of bank records that linked Fusion GPS's funds to the Steele dossier. Judge Chukton was involved in the lawsuit, ultimately leading to her recusal from the case. The court case was assigned to Judge Chukton, and we litigated the case <clears throat> for approximately one month. Um, we filed motions. We included all the parties, Fusion GPS, pers- uh, prospective individuals that targeted the DNC, and, and uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign, individual people. And after about a month of all the heavy litigation, she just shuts down on her own, recuses herself. She didn't file an order justifying it. She just does it. Then we find out after that Judge Chukton was an attorney uh, where Hunter Biden was a counsel. And those were the red flags. Why would she recuse recuse herself from Russiagate? Well, it's because because that um, Boyce Schiller uh, law firm under her tenureship represented Fusion GPS. So she represented Fusion GPS. She worked with Hunter Biden, and now she's overseeing Trump's 2020 election case. This is the very firm that was suing us before her court. She knew that when we filed the lawsuit, because it was Fusion who brought the lawsuit, and she, was al- and she allowed it to be litigated in front of her already, violating the canons of ethics and the rule of law about mandating neutrality. She cannot be fair based on her prior employment at a law firm that has literally been one of the most corrupt con artists for the Democratic Party and in the Hillary Clinton campaign, all of which was to get the Trump during the Russiagate and the Steele dossier. All of it ran through her. Breitbart News asked Cas- uh, Patel how Chukton was selected to oversee the Trump case. He replied, the process operates as a sy- systematic rotation dubbed the wheel. Basically, however many judges are in the district, everybody's name is on there. And it's like tick, 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 tick. Every time a case comes in, you get the next one and so forth. That's how it's supposed to work. Mm. I don't think, here's the thing. This is what I, this is what is absolutely disconcerting. That no American will get a, can get a fair trial in DC period. I got to tell you guys, we need some, we need miracles. Deliverance. We need miracles. And honestly, I've said this before on the show and I'll say it again because our, our Brighteon show that we did earlier, 
we really went into the J5 plus one issue there. And I'll do that. We'll combine that with this show later. Leah and I, I'm not saying that the people that went should not have gone. They should have. I, I believe that, that there were people that were called to go. We did not feel called to go. We thought about it for half a second and we were like, nope, that's something we should stay away from. But I will say this, that when you go to take on this kind of evil, we need to recognize it for what it is. These are de demonic hordes and rulers and principalities. And Corey Gray's been talking about it all week. Scott Kesterson's been talking about it all week. Everybody's been talking about this one thing that no one wants to talk about it. And yes, I'm going to put this right here in the middle of Trump's indictment. Because I love y'all. Yeah. If the percentage of Christian men looking at pornography is as high as we think that it is, mm -hmm. and it's between like 60 and 85%, and that, even if it's occasionally, if that kind of percentage exists and then people go to DC to cast out Satan, Satan cannot cast out Satan. Mm -hmm. So in order for us to take on these big demonic legions, which it is straight up demonic, what they are doing to those January 6th prisoners, it's straight up demonic, what they've been doing to us for three or four years now. We all know that it's straight up demonic. And yet we still think that we can go up against the devil when he is possessing, oppressing, or influencing our minds. And I will say our because this is a collective church problem, not just the men. The women are at fault too for allowing this to continue. The yeah. only way that we are going to defeat the devil, and this is yeah. straight up the devil, is by cleansing ourselves first. So there are yeah. a lot of people out there, women reading these Fifty Shades of Grey, watching these shows that y'all know are straight up pornography, living in fantasy land, men looking at pornography, thinking it's okay to go to church on Sunday, watch Resistance Chicks on Sunday and Fridays. And I, most of our guys, I hope that y'all are set free. And if not, we are working on that. We are trying to help you guys out. And this is not a message of condemnation, but I am hoping to light a fire in you so that you recognize that we are supposed to even hate the garments that are even stained with sin. You ever have yeah. that arc, 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 um, that shirt that has that tiny little spot on it? And you're like, oh, I hate that. I hate that. And then you end up getting rid of the shirt because you can't get the stain out. Yeah. Right? We are supposed to despise the garment that's even the tiniest stain of sin, much less having this major, major issue that we have in the body of Christ that no one wants to address that guess what? We were having a personal conversation with Scott Kesterson this week. And then he did a show on it, actually, right after the fact. It's not just the looking at the pornography. It's the fact that what happens when you open up that door, you're now letting it into your children. And then it's a step down program where you go deeper and deeper into the depths of hell. And then the next thing you know, you're looking at kitty porn. Yeah. You're sex trafficking children. And the whole movie, The Sound of Freedom, is made about men like you. You must run and flee, run as fast as you can, as far as you can away from this. And yes, you can be set free. And I don't want to hear another person say, I can never get delivered from this. Because we serve a God that literally created your body. So yes, he can and wants to set you free. Guys, what they are doing to Trump is straight up from the devil. 
and the devil will never cast out the devil. And so if you've got these demonic influences in you, in your mind, and you are letting these, these doors open, these satanic doors open into your life, guys, we've got to get them closed. Michelle, what are the answers? There are a plethora of ministries out there online to help men get delivered from addictions. Glad Tidings Church out in California. You can literally go there. Scott Kesterson is taking emails and doing phone calls with men every single day right now, praying them through deliverance. Yeah. And we need more pastors to step up that are willing to be on the phone for an hour, casting the devil out of people's minds and off of them to get them set free. This should be the number one issue that is addressed by every podcaster, every pastor, every person in the fight for truth. This should be in your face every single day until we get it taken care of because we should not be at a 60 to 85% addiction to pornography in men in this country. Yeah. Hands down. That's how we're going to defeat them. Yeah. We, yeah. Pure being Pure and holy in God's sight um, is... <laughs> and I get it's not comfortable and no one wants to talk about it. Michelle, let's just get to beating them. Well, you can't. You will not. Yeah. You won't. You won't. You won't. Actually, you won't. So here we have former uh, Trump uh, attorney ripping Jack Smith and the DOJ as uh, on the latest suspect charges here. Um, so let's scroll down. I think there's a... A video to play. There should be a video to play. Carlos de Oliveira. That's not bringing. It's not coming up, is it? Fifty six was added to the obstruction conspiracy is charges. It? Yeah, go ahead. And we're getting it out. Yeah. Well, we got to make the money. Didn't necessarily expect another indictment. So, what was your reaction to the new charges this week? Well. When I read them, I was kind of wondering, why wasn't that in the initial indictment? I mean, the information that they've added seems like things that they would have known or should have known at the time that they brought the initial indictment. So why did they decide to cut it up and put it in a superseding indictment? The other thing I was wondering is, why did they wait until right after having this whole big fight about the trial schedule and saying, oh, we want you know the schedule to be moved up? I'm sure that the judge is going to question them as to, you know, if you knew that you were going to amend, you knew that you were going to add another defendant, you knew that this whole trial schedule was not going to happen. Why didn't you reveal it at the time? Yeah, it's likely that Judge Cannon, I was in the hearing uh, when she was trying to get information because timing is so critical here, yeah. right? Uh, it will be really interesting to see her reaction because she put a lot of effort into that schedule. I think there are 30 different deadlines they need to meet. It is one of, it is, no, it is the most detailed trial schedule I've ever seen out of any federal judge. And so I do think that it is something that she's going to take a look at and say, why did you have me go through this exercise if you knew that you were going to do something? And, you know, this move is very likely going to push this trial, you know, just on its own, out much closer to or past the election. Let's talk about the merits of the filing. Uh, three new things, right? We have uh, obstruction of the obstruction, alleged, a new co-defendant, and a new document. Let's start with the obstruction itself. Sure. What do you think of the strength of, of the case here, the attempt to delete the security footage? So here it, it's interesting because they just have a conversation that apparently wasn't recorded where he's saying the boss wants this deleted. Uh, if they don't really have much more than that, they maybe have enough to charge Carlos with it. 
But quite frankly, if you charge Donald Trump every single time one of his employees says, you know, the boss wanted something, you know, I think that it could go on forever because so many of them, you know, just use that uh, phrase. And so they would have to actually make the connection that he actually communicated that to Carlos. So I don't think that they're going to be able to sustain their burden as to others, you know, even if they do have that employee come in and say, yes, you know, Carlos said this to me. Um, this is the obstruction of the obstruction, though, right? right? <laughs> so we have a lot of obstruction alleged here. What is your assessment of the overall obstruction case here? Well, I mean, the, the video that we're talking about here, uh, the surveillance video is something that when the subpoena came in, you know, we advised, you know, turn it over. And, you know, it was turned over. And it was something that was kind of surprising to us at the time of why were they even looking at this? Because the deletion of footage... DOJ had all the footage, so they knew that there was nothing missing. Um, but it really then is going to be a question of what is on that footage. You know, the same thing I told you when the indictment first came down is what is it actually going to show of you know Carlos and and Walt okay. actually moving. So you've got this is this is a very strange situation where you've got a um, supposed Trump employee saying the Trump. Trump wanted a certain video deleted and they want to put him in jail for this. It's, it's very strange to me. And I, I ha I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around it. And, and there's a, there's a reason for that. But before we, uh, before we get on, we do what I call like a commercial break. And in this commercial break, did you know that Joe Biden, he's going to Wilmington after spending a week at the beach house and Joe Biden, has not even been president for three years. And he spent 365 days on vacation. Wait a minute, what? He has that spent right. a full year, 365 days of his presidency on vacation with no visitor logs. Does that include like weekends, like you're supposed to get weekends off? Or like, is the president the president 24 hours a day, seven days a week? And then any day off is a vacation. Probably, day. but 365 days is a so bit a much. whole year, yeah, worth of vacation. Yeah, you guys remember uh, Michael uh, Fayone, 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 whatever Fa the known, whatever the celebrity U.S. Capitol police officer known uh, for his hatred uh, against Donald Trump. Do you remember when he was going around and he was like this, you know, kind of hillbilly with an accent? Um, I want you to scroll down and I want you to see. Oh, was um, that the same one I just closed? No, you have to bring it up, actually. Okay. Um, Julie Kelly. Yeah. T Got it. I'll find it. Julie Kelly tweeted out an update on Mr. Fayon, the former Capitol Police officer and leftist celebrity, has suddenly lost his southern twang. Today, he sounds nothing like he did before he got his gig uh, on CNN, except that he is still an uninged, hateful moron. Okay, so there it is. This is he. He is an actor, and he played a role. So now he's working for CNN. He's got well, his job at CNN. He was a hillbilly, and now to get his job at CNN, he got rid of the accent in order to sound more legitimate. Okay. January 6, 2021, you know Democrats are committed to making this seem like this it was the it. worst day in American history. Why are they doing that? Well, that way they'll take legitimate questions. Yeah, I want to see, I want to go down here.
As a Capitol Police officer, I was proud to protect this institution and dedicated members of Congress and their staff. Well, so getting up there, like, to the front, guys were kind of, I mean, you could tell, like, guys in our, in our group were fatigued, guys were tired. Uh, I mean, I'm doing a hell of a whole lot better than I was six months ago. They commit their lives to protecting the safety of each of you and all of us in this room, in our nation's capital. I would be incredibly concerned. I'd be incredibly concerned if I was in law enforcement. I'm incredibly concerned as an American citizen, whether it's his attacks on the FBI or his attacks on Director Ray, Jack Smith, the federal prosecutor in this case. Osama bin Laden was a terrorist who committed a horrific act against American people uh, and against our republic. And I believe that Donald Trump is a terrorist who committed horrific acts against the American people. You can imagine that that is a very eyebrow-raising statement, to say the least. The notion of Osama bin Laden in a comparison to Donald Trump, it likely speaks to just how deeply you have been concerned and have felt about all of this. But are you concerned that statements like that or the rhetoric surrounding what his role has been is going to cloud people's view of this indictment as a fair process? I, I think that the only person or people whose view matters uh, with regards to this indictment uh, are the jurors who will eventually be sat uh, and listen to the facts um, and ultimately make a judgment. So I get the point that you're trying to make, however, even now, I'm still hearing a little bit of that accent. Okay. It sounds natural a little bit to me. Now, clearly, Can he's just cleaned finish it up. It. Yeah, let's finish it. As to whether or not uh, Donald Trump is guilty of the charges that uh, Jack Smith and the Department of Justice uh, have brought forward. The DOJ, as Other you than know, that, what I say, what, what I say or, or what Republican lawmakers say um, is just, you know, shit to take up time on cable news well i do appreciate the way you want to spend my evening but I that's interesting because i can see i can see both cases but it's dedicated definitely members of congress and their staff well so getting up there like to the front guys were kind of, i mean you could tell like that's guys in our, in our i get it but what i'm saying is it's it uh, seems i mean i'm doing a hell of a whole lot better than i was six months ago commit their lives to protecting the I know, but I'm just saying it sounds to me like he just was like, you know us. what, okay. maybe he watched himself back and we realized he really? did sound a little bit like a hillbilly. You like to try, you like give everybody the benefit of the doubt, don't I'm you? I'm not, I'm saying that I, one Julie of the things Kelly that I do. Julie Kelly is here saying three or four. Um, do you listen notice anything again, different? Listen again. Uh, I mean, I'm doing a hell of a whole lot better than I was. Six bitter. Bitter. Doing a whole hell of a lot bitter. Six months ago commit their lives to protect their lives mm -hmm. like there's an accent there protecting the safety of each of you and all of I don't us think in you this can lose an accent that quick in our incredibly concerned i'd be incredibly Wait, concerned if i was in law enforcement i'm incredibly concerned as an american citizen whether it's his attacks on the fbi or his attacks on director ray jack smith the federal prosecutor in this case osama bin laden was a terrorist who committed a horrific act against 
American okay, people. Okay, that is completely, and I no, can do that myself. End, at the very end, though, I he saw was that like, at the very the, end. But the maybe SHIT you see on TV. But maybe he slipped right. Maybe he forgot for a second. Maybe I got to have my my. But that is totally completely different. It, that I'm is not really that it's intense. Not different. Capitol what Police I'm saying officer, is, I was proud to protect he still has an accent. I would identify members of Congress and their staff. Well, so getting up there, like on. to the front, that feels put guys on. were kind. Of, I mean, you could tell, like guys in our in our group were fatigued. Guys were tired. tired. But, I mean, I'm doing a hell of a whole lot better than I was six months ago. Six months ago. That to me, I don't know. I'm literally, I'm not trying. You're like trying to say that I'm playing devil's okay, advocate. Guess I'm what? not. I'm to telling me, you what I'm That's I what Michelle thinks. What do you guys think? I think that he's faking it because I know how to put it on too. I know sometimes when you put it on so long, I don't think that so, I think so, he's putting it on. Right. I think I know how to do it. Right, I know how to do this. it and put it on, and then I know how to put it off. I know that if I'm supposed well, to be playing a, a second, I know when so I can finish what I'm saying. But listen, uh, at the very end. He says, and that's just a bunch of SHIT that you see on TV. That's incredibly unprofessional. It's very hillbilly. I'm just being honest. And so let me ask you this. The question is, if he has lost the accent, are you saying that at the end of the interview with the CNN lady, he was like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be hillbilly again. Let me throw in a little hillbilly. Because yes, yes. I, I'm not buying it. Yes, Fionn, because he's an actor and Fun he's been, known. Fionn known has been acting since the beginning. He lies since the beginning. Uh, he's like Andrew Tate. Anything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. And so he literally says his body cam footage says he's joking with his fellow cops about what happened, uh, getting another suspension. He claimed that he almost died on January 6th and he suffered a heart attack and severe brain injuries. But then the body think. cam footage shows him that he's joking with his fellow cops about what happened. Uh, uh, including getting another suspension. All right. So SL Holmes says, sounds silly and lost his marbles. Isaiah 4110 says, Leah, you sound like a Southern belle, LOL. Floorman says, no, she is the officer complicit with the lack of any meaningful response on J6. She was immediately promoted to head of the CP. She currently took over as head of security for a college in California. I think that was to what we were talking about earlier. Um, so Jeff thinks he had addiction coach, question mark. He had addiction coach. I think that he, everything, you're right. Everything is not as it seems. Clearly there is something going on, whether he has adjusted the accent prior or adjusted the accent. Well, it's big. It's a lot different. It's it a is. lot different. Yeah. It's a lot different because, you know, when you start talking like this, it's really thick. So, but again, you're really saying, thick. So, so you're saying just, that maybe because he just I don't it think, down a little I bit? I don't think a hick knows how. I don't think in a year that you can lose a hick accent. You have to work on it really hard. Like, I know people who have those accents, and they don't go away. They do not go away. They, you would have to, like, the, the, the strength of mind he would have to use if he's... If he was going in front of all these people with that accent, so sick, so so strong, and he talked like this his whole entire life, and he's just, just who he is all the time, okay? And that's how he talk all the time? And then he's got to go on there, and he can talk like a normal, regular, you know, average American. Accented American, because now you're throwing hillbillies out of the bus. I love hillbillies, but I'm just saying. You, well, you're saying that people that have those accents are not normal, regular, average Americans. No, you. I I love my show that I do with you. I really do. So <laughs> I was trying to help you. We're no, going with you. I was like when, a normal, accented person. When just like, I no, was just normal. When I was a Racist, camp counselor, bigot. When I was a camp counselor down in Hazard, Kentucky, 
these absolute beautiful children with these absolute beautiful hillbilly accents that I absolutely love. They talk like this, and I absolutely love them. And they would say, we talk like the people on the radio, but y'all talk like the people on the TV. So there is a normal, regular, mid-American accent. I was okay. just trying to emphasize the word accent for you. Okay. That's, I'm sorry that I didn't say the word accent. But that's what I meant. There is a, it's just like in, in Britain. So Britain, there's like a hundred different accents, but there's one posh accent that they use for television. And when you go into television in America, you have to lose all of your accents, just like Hillary Clinton. Ain't nowhere's tired. Well, she actually had a, she came from, she's came from Arkansas. She has, she had a hillbilly accent. Okay. And she had to work on getting rid of it. Now I have to say that, that he would be very, um, he would be a good student if he, if he lost it that fast. And so, so uh, Stuart the Brit says, I still have my Australian accent never goes away. As soon as I heard another Australian, my accent returns. Um, Bell says, I know people from downstate New York who even after 40 years don't lose their accent when they move upstate and it comes back full force when they're around their downstate family or friends. Um, Isaiah 41 says, my son's girlfriend is from Kentucky. She had to work to lose her accent so they could understand her at work. It still comes out though. Um, newscasters go to Cleveland to learn how to speak. FYI, LOL, um, SL Home says that you girls are from Southern Ohio and Clevelanders talk normal. I am just saying, I believe that, that all things is are possible. With me. I believe everybody disagreed with me. All the comments. Thank you for reading them. I am, I'm just saying I'm a studier of accents and he, so, so the only way that I can agree with you is with, he was still trying to put it on. And if he was still trying to put it on, why was it so incredibly muted? Because it was definitely there. I didn't hear it until like the very end. I looked like, I, I felt No, like, I heard it throughout every word that he said. I was like, oh, there's I that feel, accent. There's that accent. There's that accent. I, I know. could hear it there. Listen, through, he, through, I'm talking about the, the ones that everyone's saying he's sounding normal. And I'm like, I can totally hear the undertones of that accent. I think that he made it thicker okay. to make himself be like more because he, he, he wasn't a good cop. He's been twice suspended. He's got these neck tattoos. So he, yeah. Which but, lends itself to an accent. So what I'm saying is, I think that he put on a very bad accent to make himself look Go, hey, that guy, you can blend in. Well, and you can so be more Bella like Bella makes it. a good point you that I was also like thinking. The one video where it's really, really thick seems like it was, um, and I don't know, and I, I, I hate to, to surmise on this, but I think it was like an after, the, like right after the fact. The one where he was like, and then it just came in, they did this, this, and this, this. I, my thought on that was it would be thicker then because you're under stress and it's just like, forget how I sound. I just got to get it out because this is da 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 Then Bella says, um, I don't care where you're from if you get ticked off it comes back but um, if he's making so bella is actually agreeing with me he wanted to be more relatable if he's making it up if the stories that he is making are making up and they came to him and they said hey you play a part for us you can you already fit the bill can you can you accentuate it more mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying has happened yeah okay that's what i'm saying has happened all right let's move on because people hate to see us argue it's not an argument i think you know they used to tune into hannity and combs and they all they disagreed the whole show. I think sometimes every once in a while it's nice when one of us voices the thought that someone else is is thinking and that we don't have we're not a hive mind of Leah and Michelle think identical all the time. Okay. I think it's appreciated. All right. Well, I think that he's putting it on. 
Uh, let's go over here. Could you bring up this one? Um, this is kind of weird. You're, it's not up yet. Um, you okay. have to bring it up. This woman here in Oklahoma, when the radical left tells you they want you dead, believe them. The Daily Mail reported on Friday that a mystery woman was so triggered at the sight of 4th July decorations on a man's lawn that she accused him of being a Republican. The incident reportedly occurred on July 8th. Camera footage from the ring doorbell shows the woman sauntering up to Pascal uh, Quintaro's home and ringing the doorbell. In Oklahoma, of all places? After he answers the door, she asks if he is a Republican and starts whining about his beautiful Independence-themed decoration, which includes an American flag and patriotic banners. She then blames him for the reason she is not able to get an abortion. You're kidding. Can you scroll down to the video, please? Yes. How much? Y'all are so proud. I'm just curious. Is this a, a Trump or Republican thing, or what is it? No. No, it's just like a USA. So there are more to this? I don't know. Uh, Quintero, let's say, scrolls up, scroll down, and they hit the spoke too. Where? Oh, these are those are great decorations. Aww. 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 I kind of like them. That's nice. Oh, that's kind of cool. Where's so the... Not, the rest of the video isn't there? That stinks. I thought it says he spoke to K4 TV about his ex experience. Sometimes it's hard to bring up the um, the videos. Sometimes they take a little bit to load too. Um, you can see if that. So she started to ask me. There is a. Um, there's got to be a video with that. She started to ask me if I'm a Republican because of the American decorations. I told her that it's none of her business who I voted for. She continued to question me about the decorations and then asked if I was a Trump fan. Uh, Quintero went on to share more disturbing details in his interview. He said that after he told the woman to get away from his home, she started to verbally attack his family. I live with my mother who is elderly and my son who has special needs. My family comes first and she's lucky I only used words in that moment. Where's the rest of that video? I, I want to see it. Shoot. That is fascinating, actually. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Uh, she was daring me to shoot her, and at one point I asked her why I would shoot her. She then says, I'm coming back to blow your house up. I'm like, are you threatening me? You're going to blow my house up? She said, yes, I'm coming back, and you better be ready. Oh, my. So I, was she arrested? I don't know. You have to be arrested. You can't just make those kind of claims. We're going to find a YouTube on this because I want to hear this like You literally cannot threaten to blow up someone's house, tell them that you're coming back, that they had better be ready. You don't get to do that. Like, you straight up do not get to do that. Yeah. I'm Is it only that 32-second video everywhere? Yeah. That might be all that's been shared. It's hard to do this, the bigger videos. That's crazy. I hope she was arrested. He lives uh, in Moore near Southwest 2nd. I don't even know his address. Wow. The decorations he had put out were Why from Independence Day. Why is this news Day. station practically doxing this guy? I don't know. Oh my gosh! That's a, that's uh, a Bella says. Patriot story. used to be a word used to describe your devotion to the nation. Now it's a separate 
U.S. It's so sad. Can you bring up this Kamala Harris one? Um, so we have Kamala Harris here. As the name suggests, community banks are in the community. Oh, no, she didn't. I feel like she is just there for I am being relief. punked. I am telling you I am being punked. Is this something that you just brought up? It's going to be one of the more recent ones, but it's going to be the ones. I, I brought them up at the same time as the other Gateway Pundit ones. Well, but they are not, for some reason, they're not showing up in my, um, in these, unfortunately. But I can, I, it'll be there. Hang on. Let me find it. I can tweet it out. Was it, was it a Twitter or YouTube? No, it was, it was Gateway Pundit. Oh, well then I was looking for the wrong thing. It's probably there. Looking for Harris, why you should know. Yeah, just it, you should have a couple Harris up. So, anyways, why we shouldn't restrict abortion? Is that it? That's a bright word. Um, that one should be up already, but that's good. Here, here, let me get this. We're not screen sharing it. Okay, I'm gonna uh, just bring it up. I just retweeted it. Why does she always have to sound like a blethering idiot? Like, was that a prerequisite if you're going to be Joe Biden's vice president? I'm just asking. I don't, yeah. Like, I'm ashamed. Like, at, first of all, you know, we can go down the road, not my president, not my vice president, whatever. But as the vice president that represents the United States, yeah. she is an embarrassment. She can't put and a As the name together. suggests, community banks are in the community. Yay! On, and as the name suggests, community banks are in the community. Yes. First of all, Kamala, do you write your own speeches? Do you ad lib? Or are your speech writers that dumb? I need to know. Like, I legitimately need, I need to know if she's ad libbing, if she writes her own speeches, or if her speech writers, because if her speech, if she has speech writers and that was written by a speech writer, are they in first grade? As we know, we got the yellow bus, and I love the yellow bus. And if you go to the moon, we're going to look at the moon, and, and it's all, yeah, I, I love Kamala. Am I playing this from the beginning? No. Or did you have it cued? It was cued. You just, just refresh the page. If you struggle with toe fungus, crumbling yellow nails, or itchy, smelly feet. I can't refresh the page. Now we're going to get to the ad. All right, so Kamala Harris says we shouldn't restrict abortion even after the point of viability. Which is crazy. This is a very long ad. For this, this is clip. a very long ad for this clip. During an interview with Milwaukee's TMJ. There's two ads for this clip. Wow, with the Kelly Clarkson there. News on uh, TMJ News. You want to get to the 619 uh, mark. Thank you. Vice uh, President Kamala Harris answered a question on demands for protections for the unborn. Born. Reasonable gun safety laws, background checks, red flag, flag laws, and then what we need to do around assault weapons. Wisconsin has an 1849 abortion ban law in yeah. place. After the Supreme Court decision was reached on Roe v. Wade, prior to that, it was a 20-week ban on abortion. So my question for you is, what is your position on protecting reproductive rights while those and others are saying they want some protection as well for fetus viability? Let's start with this. And I think it's very important for us to all agree that one does not have to abandon their faith or deeply held beliefs to agree. The government should not be telling women what to do with their body. She should be able to make that decision if she chooses with her pastor, her priest, her rabbi, whomever. But the government should not be telling 
women what to do with their bodies. And so when we oh, look at this, excuse me, hey, Kamala, were, did people have to get the you know what in there? You know what's I'm just asking for a friend about the government telling people what to do with their bodies. So it's only what about women. The masks? What about the masks? That we all had to wear the mask. Nobody, the government should never be telling anybody what do they got to do with the body. Taking apart the fact that inside of her body is another body that so no one protects that body. Body. This issue, and we know that the highest court in our land just took a constitutional right that had been recognized from the women of America, from the people of America. I think we all have to step up and no say right that we need to have leaders lead by having some level of compassion and understanding that they should trust women to make decisions that are in their best interest. So and that all they women are, will they forever always make good decisions for their children so we can just get rid of CPS. Hey, good women idea. are in the best position to well, know what know is how to in make their, for their children, own best They know how to interest. make their best decisions it's for their simple. own bodies. No laws. It, it's not about saying that, it is about saying that we need to, first of all, codify and put back into place the protections of Roe v. Wade. That is what we are fighting for. And when Congress does that, the president will sign it. Thank you. All right. So this Thank actually leads have- into our segment on issue one in Ohio. So the radical left with Kamala Harris, I'm sure, is part of, you know, pushing this, are going around from state to state. And because of Roe v. Wade last year being overturned, each state now has the opportunity to decide their pro-life or pro-abortion stance. And it should be in the arms, uh, in the hands of the states, by the way. Uh, well, I think, there should, I think there's a federal right to life, but yeah. You know what I'm saying, though. Every law should come down to, not every law, but like when, when, it, um, when it's not in the Constitution... Mm-hmm. Everything that is not in our federal constitution, it's in the constitution that mm-hmm. says anything that's not covered here mm-hmm. goes back to the states. Yeah. Abortion is not, or the right to life. Actually, the right to life is. Everybody's entitled to the right to life, liberty, um, and the pursuit, pursuit of happiness. So it actually is in our constitution. But anything that's not codified in that constitution, it says all of that stuff goes back to the states and should be decided by the states. Yeah, and I do believe, I believe there's a constitutional right to life, and I don't think it needs to go to the states. Um, I think that you should have a federal right to life. I think it's in the Bill of Rights, the right to life. I think it's constitutional protected right to life for the unborn. But it's in the states. So going to these states, Ohio passed a heartbeat bill, which means no abortion passed where a heartbeat can be detected. And each state um, that has a very weak constitution, by weak constitution, uh, we just don't mean that people just pass out easily. What we mean is there are 17 states that allow for the citizens to change their constitution and amend their constitution. And within that, there are different levels of how what percentage you need to change your constitution. Ohio's constitution since 1912 has a threshold of 51% to change the constitution. No. As a re- 50% plus one person. Okay, you're right. 50% plus one person. Thank you. Or more. Um, 50% plus one person, which puts it in the 51 percentile. And and that's what they say. Okay. So in that particular scenario, we have, you have two different ways that the constitution can be amended in Ohio. The legislature with two thirds of the legislature can propose an amendment. It still goes to the people and then they can vote 50 plus one. 
Um, then citizens can collect signatures in 44 counties, and then it can go to the vote 50 plus one. However, because the Constitution is so, the threshold to change the Constitution is so low in Ohio, we have, ha we have ch changed the Constitution in Ohio 172 times. Contrast that to the federal Constitution that's only been changed 27 times. In our Constitution, the word Iraq is mentioned 23 times. Some of that has to do with like war bonds, okay? We have f uh, four casinos that through a citizen initiative, it wasn't. It was fifty million dollars. Always the big lobbyists, by the way, who actually codified in the Constitution. Think about our federal Constitution and imagine if there were casinos and their addresses in the Constitution and four casino addresses, meaning in the four big states in Ohio, uh, big cities in Ohio, uh, they have addresses and a corner on the market. And casinos are in our in our our Constitution. So what the left wants to do is use this very weak Constitution. And they put on the ballot in November, they collected the signatures to codify abortion up to birth in Ohio. Not only that, it's a very vague in its wording. So it would, um, it says any person has the right to uh, reproductive freedom and to abortion, any person, meaning with that, there's no, no wording there for parental consent, meaning children and reproductive freedom could could mean and, and will mean um, transgender Issues. If a child says they want to cut off their wee-wee or any of their any of their body you parts, need parental influence or consent or anything. At and any so, age, a child could consent to this. So this is a very radical, radical bill. It's a California-style bill. Okay, so we, well, Republicans decided to try to stop what was going to be a train wreck. Let me reword what you're about to say, and then you can pick it up because this is this needs to be said in the proper way. Here in Ohio, we have been trying to strengthen our Constitution for years mm -hmm. because the Constitution is too weak. No Constitution federally or, or in, in any state should be able to be changed with a 50% plus one person. So what it finally took was what is coming up on the ballot to light a fire under people to go, you know what? We should have done this a long time ago. We've been trying to do this a long time ago. So guys, I want to be very clear about this. And this is important. What we are trying to do on Tuesday in Ohio will affect every single state, I guarantee you. So it's important for all of you to pay attention because this is coming to a state near you, especially if Tuesday's vote falls. What we are trying to do with this with, with this constitutional amendment, would be a final kind of constitutional amendment, is to ensure that no one from any party can use lobbyists or big money and come in and just sweepingly say, hey, we're going to change the Constitution today. Do you want it to be red today? Do you want it to be blue today? Do you want it to be pink? Do you want it to be purple? Do you want to put Sesame Street's address in the Constitution? Well, all it takes is 50% plus one person, and all of a sudden we can do it. 17 states in the country allow citizens to amend their Constitution. Of those 17 states, Leah, we are one of them. And how many, do we know how many of the states allow an amendment at a 50 plus one 
I don't know the number off the top of my head. There's there's a med- we know you that can Florida kind of article. Florida has a sixty percent, which is so what we're Arizona. trying to get to, and so does Arizona. Thirty two. So, let's put it this way: thirty two states do not even allow the citizens to amend their constitution. Exactly. All right. So um, I want to go to some of the uh, videos I have up. Would you please play the um, rally here? So. We have Jim Caviezel. I want to be very excited and kind of positive on this. Right, but I have one more thing to add because this, this is, again, really important okay. when it comes to this. I just learned this, and so that's why I'm like, oh, wow, okay, that's new. So when we talk about 50% plus one, it's 50% of plus one of the people that voted in the last gubernatorial race. The percentage of people that voted in the last gubernatorial race is really low. Oftentimes, it's in the eight percentile, okay? It's less than 10%. So really what we're asking, what, what they would like, what, the, what not just asking, really what is happening right now is 50% plus one of 8% of the people that voted in the last gubernatorial race can amend our constitution. All we are asking is for that to be raised to 60% of the last people that voted I in the last gubernatorial race. I don't think you're saying it right. I am. It is literally because it has to, you have to, in order to vote to amend the constitution, you have to have voted in the last gubernatorial race. Oh, really? I just learned that last night from Jason's We the People. I told you I learned a lot. So you, in order to any, so you have to have voted in the governor's race in order to vote in on, I've never, nobody's telling us that. That's what, and we will talk this, what's going to happen on, at the rally on Sunday is we are going to do a whole boatload of 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 interviews, but if and I should have I should have prefaced this any, by this. How come that's not in any of the articles? I should have prefaced this by saying this. This is what I what I heard last night from a panel of people because I were thought that he was talking about one. that it's that was uh, on collecting signatures. That was the the signature collection part. That's for the eighty raising it to eighty eight counties. Right. But it's not signatures from people that voted in the last gubernatorial race. Okay, well. I'm All I know is he said that it, he literally took that number of the 8% down to like 4%. So he said when it's when they're saying that it's 50% plus one. Well, it's certainly not 50% plus one of the people in Ohio. But I think what you're saying is that is the number. Okay, what actually, what, it's not that you have to have written voted in the gubernatorial race it's that the average okay sure the average is usually about six percent of of probably the i, I thought it was six percent of all voters but six percent of people who vote in the in gubernatorial the, races in the governor races right. actually vote in these so it sounds so great to say hey 50% plus one person of the entire population of the state of Ohio are uh, voting to make this amendment to the Constitution. Yeah. When we are looking, I think the part that I misspoke on is that you can't vote on. Of course you could vote. Anybody can vote. You don't have to have voted in the last gubernatorial race to vote to amend the Constitution. Please forgive me that I said that. But anybody, um, the, the likelihood of He's people that will giving, be voting but is get you down to literally roughly 4% of the people in the entire state are going to decide to amend your constitution. But that number is actually five times what it normally would be because of this race being so important. Right. And so normally it would be just a small number, but even Gavin Newsom tweeted out that five times the number of early voters have right. already voted 
But in one of but these, a normal constitutional amendment. So in nor, in normal years, in a normal constitution amendment, you're right. you're looking at four to six percent of the entire state. Right. And so what you're what Michelle's point is what she's trying to make is that the constitution it should not be so easily changed that it's only changed by four to six percent of the people. And in that, you're looking at just half. So you're saying. If, if 50% are voting one way, 50-40, 60-40, you're still only looking at 2% of the people in the state of Ohio are deciding basically now, what a constitutional Now, I'm going to say I'll take this even farther, guys. I don't think that the citizens should be voting to change the Constitution. Because in our federal government, which we were given three branches of government to do a check and balance, that's the purpose of the three branches of government. It's the beauty of the three branches of government to hold each branch in check as we the people. That's the job, okay, of them. And then we come to a state where now to amend the Constitution, the people are, are voting. So what, So it's very difficult to change the federal Constitution. It has to go through two-thirds of the House and Senate. Well, it doesn't. Okay. So there are different ways that you can bring up a constitutional. I'm talking about federally. Federally, there's a couple ways for you to bring up a constitutional amendment. So you can, the states can actually call for a constitutional convention. Right. And you don't have to have, the, the House and the Senate have nothing to do with the constitutional mm-hmm. convention. Right. Um, and that would be two thirds of all the states. Right. Um, but still, in order to propose it, see that the, 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 the House and the Senate cannot propose a constitutional amendment. It still has to go to the states. Or, or they cannot, they can propose it, but they can't actually enact one. But what it I'm saying is- It always has to go to the states. But does it go to a popular vote? It never goes to a popular vote, no. So what we are looking at, when it's very difficult to change the federal constitution. And this is all- And it doesn't bit... go to a popular vote. It okay. never goes to a popular vote. But so why a... is it in the state of Ohio, it's going to a popular vote? So this is all a little bit confusing. And I understand that people are having, even you're struggling trying to figure this out. It is confusing. It shouldn't be confusing. It should be simple. In our Constitution, there are are two ways to propose a a constitutional amendment. The Constitution, because it is so difficult, because the bar is so high, okay, to change the Constitution, you need need two-thirds of the states to change the, uh, you you need um, a consensus among the states. Yeah. Right? That's why we had the 13th Amendment. Um, so with this being proposed the way it is right now, mm-hmm. the power is not in the hands of the people. It's in the hands of a minority. And our founding fathers did not want um, dem- uh, democracy or mob rule. Exactly. And so what I've been saying to you guys is when it came to the 2020 election, When it came to 2016, Hillary Clinton, I won the popular vote. I won the popular vote. All this, that, and the other. And then the right comes on. No, it's not by popular vote. It's not mob rule. I love our constitutional republic. And then when something like this comes along. An amendment into the Constitution. We're we're all going to Constitution class. An amendment to the Constitution may be proposed by two-thirds of vote by both houses of Congress. You just laughed at me five minutes ago when I said that. If two-thirds... No, I said it may be proposed, but it can't be passed. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what I meant. Okay. And I said it has to go by two-thirds of the House, of, of the Congress and the Senate. I just right. said that. I know, but if I misspoke, that's this is what I meant. Okay. But it cannot... It has to go to the states. A constitutional yes. amendment yes. always has to go to the states. So an amendment may be proposed by two-thirds vote by uh, the House of Congress or by two-thirds of the states 
to request one. That's a constitutional convention. We, we, Article 10, you probably hear them all the time for that purpose. Then the amendment must be ratified by three-fourths of the state legislatures or three-fourths of the state conventions called in each state for ratification. Okay? So it's very difficult. I wanted to um, make sure I wasn't saying that two... Two thirds, three three fourths. It's still a hard, it's still a um, it's it's a tough bar. When I was um, doing all the research for this particular amendment uh, and researching, you know, how often has our constitution been changed? How has it been changed? Um, how have these constitutional conventions been been formed? I know <clears throat> there's a lot that want an Article Ten. Where I don't I don't want to mess with our federal constitution. I don't actually want a constitutional convention. Um, but you do need three-fourths of the state legislatures, okay? And that, would the state legislature put something to the to the popular vote um, or three-fourths of the conventions to actually get this ratified? So we're not even talking about 75% here. And we're talking about, that's a, that's a super majority. 60% is what we're talking about. 60% moving the constitutional amendment process from 50% to 60%. And I'd, and I'd like to get to some of these videos before we yeah, sign yeah. off. Okay, so we have some very exciting news. Jim Caviezel, General Flynn, and Abby Johnson are coming to Cincinnati on Sunday. It's if you guys are anywhere huge. near us, I want you to come to this prayer rally. I'm very excited about it. They are going to be praying that we pass this because if we don't pass this, there is a there is a large chance that this radical abortion bill goes through. We need to raise the threshold and make it more difficult for the radical left to come in and try to um, change, our change our constitution because there are other bills down the line. You heard Kamala Harris talking, everything that she was rattling off about looking at the guns and all these different things, that's what the left is eyeing at every single state. So this isn't just about Ohio, okay? This is about every single state, especially those with a weak constitution. Christians are uniting nationwide for a rosary rally to protect Ohio's children. The Christian heroes who are leading the historic rosary rally include the renowned Jim Caviezel, General Michael Flynn, and Abby Johnson. You can see the group of demonstrators now making their way, going to Dodger Stadium. The Catholics behind the Dodger prayer rally, which sent shockwaves worldwide, in an August special election, voters will decide whether or not to raise the threshold of support needed for ballot measures to 60%. Move will make it harder for voters in November who will decide on a possible ballot measure to codify abortion rights in the state constitution. Ohio is on the front lines of the for abortion rights in America this year. Two powerhouse American organizations have teamed up to bring people from all over the country to attend what many are calling the most important pro-life, pro family event since Roe v. Wade was overturned. If you're watching this video, you need to do three things. Number one, you need to pray for these elections. Number two, you need to vote yes on issue one if you live in Ohio. Number three, if you live in Ohio, the great tri-state area, you need to be there at the Rosary Rally, August 6th, Feast of the Transfiguration. Voting yes on issue one, we're gonna protect our constitution and save our children from abortion on demand and genital mutilation without parental consent. We need other guys to stand up right now. We need church leaders. We need to just freaking Americans to stand up and say that's it, that you can't take our children. Take your rosary. We're going to count on the Virgin Most Powerful. We're going to unite our prayers to her heel. We're going to unite our prayers to the sword of St. Michael, the Archangel. Women, we as the heart of a family and society and guardians of life, 
have the responsibility to protect our children from abortion and genital mutilation. We'll see you at the Rosary Round. We will make a difference and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. This historic Rosary Rally is going to be led by the great Jim Caviezel, General Michael Flynn, Abby Johnson, and many more renowned Christian leaders. The buck must stop at the Buckeye State. God bless you all, and make sure you're all there as you join thousands of others at this rally, August 6th, Feast of the Transfiguration, to spiritually get us across the finish line as we vote yes on State Issue 1. Uh, so, we had an interview with John yep. yep, and he is amazing. He's so articulate and he puts us together in two and a half weeks. It's phenomenal, by the way. I want you guys to go to OhioIssue1.life. OhioIssue1, that's the number one, dot life. If you guys want to join us, um, stay tuned because Lee and I are going to be there. We're going to be doing interviews. We will yes, be covering it. Yes, watch us live on Sunday. Be, be ready. And Michelle, I got a couple of uh, videos here if you would bring up. This is Ohio Wait. mom, April Hunter. Um, on why she feels like we need to vote yes on issue one. It's going to be a couple um, right after. <coughs> Bless you. There, there she is. is. Jinx. Here we go. Here she comes. To Do come into. Listen, voting yes on issue one is critical. It's going to make it harder for a lot of these radical groups to come into our state and make changes to our constitution. Some of those changes that they're opposing take away parental rights, take away parents' ability to be informed and to make decisions for their children. We raised that bar to 60%. It protects our foundational document here in the state of Ohio to protect our constitution. Vote yes for issue one on August 8th. So right. what I love about this and I, what I love about her um, video there in particularly is she is focusing on strengthening the Constitution. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to ballot measures, Leah, we can still pass ballot measures yes. at a 50 plus one person yes, vote. Yes, exactly. Regular this old is Ohio revised law. code. Law. Any law in Ohio can be proposed. Where with When it came to the casinos, that should be Ohio revised code, not yes. an amendment to the Constitution. All of those things that mention Iraq yes, we're should be in Ohio revised code. So we are just trying to protect the, protect the Constitution. This is not giving rid of uh, the right of the people to uh, petition their government and actually exactly. have a 50 plus one. Uh, let's listen to Mehek Kook here. Uh, every Ohioan has something to lose here. I think it's really important for voters to know the truth. We need to increase our threshold because our democracy today in Ohio is under attack. And what was really disappointing is to see Democrat leader Allison Russo state that issue one voters and a vote yes means that you are taking power away from voters and putting it in the power and hands of politicians. That's untrue. Last time I checked, when you're asking Asking for 60%. That means broad support. That means more Ohioans are going to have their vote count. It, the 50% was just a general majority. 60% allows that broad support. And the last time I also checked, whether you're the governor, Alan Russo, or Colleen Marshall, you get one vote at the ballot box. So to say that politicians are going to have more power, that's absolutely unacceptable. Elections 101 will tell you that. And today, 
we elect, we the people in Ohio elect our politicians. So if we want to end corruption, then we need to get those individuals out of office on both sides. A couple times it was called a living document. So, heck, I know you're I shaking your I fundamentally disagree. This. Our Constitution is for fundamental rights. It has no business to have anything with policy. And politicians are not dictating what's in our Constitution today. It's you're talking outside, about the state constitution. State constitution. Outside special interest groups are dictating what goes on. Racinos and case, uh, casinos were first. Why do we have racinos and casinos in the location in our Constitution? Now we have an anti-parent amendment that is going after parental rights. Recreational marijuana, that doesn't belong in our Constitution. Mm -hmm. That is the job of our legislature to bone up and to make sure that they're protecting their citizens. Livestock care standards are going to be increased. Minimum wage next year. That's the job, the last time I checked, of the legislature. And many states have a higher threshold. This is giving all voters an opportunity to have a say rather than 50%. We're not making this harder. We're actually saying more voters, regardless of whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, 60% of you have to agree before something goes into our Constitution, which is a sacred document. So we're offering protections for not just uh, Republicans, Democrats as well. Heck, how should we react to all of this out-of-state money from both sides? Ohioans need to say no. We need to put a stop to this. But the no campaign proved to us that our constitution in Ohio is for sale because special interest groups from California, D.C., Illinois are trying to infiltrate. They have but spent... The vote, yes, side was from Chicago. You, well, you've so got let's to be clear, acknowledge though, that you're both doing that. Uh, Mr. Richard Uline has no interest in terms of gaining anything from Ohio. He did this because he truly believes that we need to protect our Constitution. On the other side, though, you have outside special interest groups. You have Planned Parenthood. You have the ACLU. You have groups out there. And by the way, the Socialist Party in the end contributed $2 million. The Socialist Party. We have to be against socialism in Ohio, Colleen. Wow. <laughs> well said. Love that lady. So right next to that one is, uh, I believe, Gavin Newsom's tweet. So Ohio Republicans are trying to ban abortion. The result, a five times increase in voter engagement, record setting early voting, keep it up Ohio. So um, and he says, let's make sure the GOP plan backfires spectacularly. So will it? I don't know. And she was talking, it was over $14 million from outside special interests on the left, $4 million from outside interests on the right or total Can money. Can pull up that one? Um, no, I don't have that one. Okay. No, I don't have that and, one. And she makes a really good point. There's a reason why they're called special interest group. And so the one guy that has donated a lot of money, he's doing it because he believes in the sanctity of life and he wants mm, to ensure his, our, you know. That's he, his special interest. His special, but he doesn't gain anything from it other than protecting yeah. children. But the ACLU, they're established here in Ohio. Planned Parenthood, they are established here in Ohio. The Socialist Party, they are established here in Ohio. So all of those, oh, those outside special interest groups stand to benefit from um, a no vote on issue one and then a yes vote in November on what they're trying to put on the ballot. So these special interest groups that are donating billions of dollars here do stand so to benefit. So if you want to bring up this uh, last tweet here, um, we have the uh, uh, Cuyahoga County uh, calling, uh, oh wait, no, sorry. This is the mayor of Cleveland saying that if issue one does not pass, they're going to go after guns next. All right trying to find it is this it mm -hmm. there we go they're gonna go after everything next well this is his quote on the guns. i'm i'm saying what i want to say 
We can use our real political power to change the, the culture of guns in this state. It starts by voting no on issue one, by the way, uh, to make sure we can maybe put a ballot measure on our state constitution to have common sense gun reform. We can use there, a ballot measure on our state constitution. First of all, gun reform doesn't belong on the constitution. It belongs in the Ohio revised code. And right. that's all we are saying is get out of the constitution and keep all of these amendments within the Ohio revised code. It's that simple. All right. Stop trampling the constitution, trying to change it. Yeah. So while we were going live, there's something crazy oh, happening dear. in New York. Let me see what's going on. Um, it appears that, let me see. It appears that there's some sort of riot in New York City over and uh, a New says, York... Says, Victorians attack the NYPD. No, 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 no. What does not... that mean? No, it's just saying that they're not good people. Okay. Um, so BLM rioters in New York City... A bizarre scene. Okay, so there's a giveaway. Some superstar. It's now complete chaos. All right, so let's go to my Twitter. Oh, dear. Breaking news. Breaking news. More chaos. There is a superstar named Kaya Kanat had a giveaway. And all Hades broke loose tonight while we're going live. You've got I'm trying to, it's trying to go. There we go. And you got to refresh it. All right. There we go. And uh, a lot of mobs. I'm going to look that up. I'm going to look this up. Go ahead. Keep, go play some of these videos. This is breaking news, guys. She's a, a, a or he or she is a Twitch streamer. Charged with multiple counts after a video game giveaway led to thousands of people overrunning Union Square. What kind of giveaway would produce uh, this a kind video of game giveaway? Live around yeah. there, just stay cool, stay inside and let this uh, situation dissipate, but it has not. This, again, is taped video. Look at that plywood there. We see, Marsha, it looks like plywood. Well, I don't and know the police are carrying it away. Correct, the, from the construction part. Mm -hmm. Right, the police officers are carrying that away so it can't be used as a projectile. And uh, l Manny, you're still with us. Yes, I am. Just on the mm -hmm. level four mobile. Like, okay, we're not gonna you? finish playing? That, that was it. That, that yeah. was the last okay. second there. I think this is the same video. We've got somebody just hitting on, wailing on somebody. Oh my gosh. Nobody's like, now they're kind of rushing to stop it. It's becoming like a group fight. This is very, you know, is this just kind of emblematic of where our society is at or no volume there? Just press play on it. I don't know why there's no volume there. No volume on that video. You can, I was, I was at Twitter. I thought maybe we'd get some, some news reports here. You have no idea there's no volume there. Yeah, I mean, try, guys, this is... This is sped up video, though, by the way. All right, try now. Let's see here. It's a very strange 
thing. So is a video game streamer? A video game. Y'all about to see El Mar Pini, bro. Welcome to New York, bro. I'm telling you, it's a lot of y'all out there right now. Everybody who's out there, make sure y'all safe. Appreciate everybody who popped out for y'all, bro. We gonna make sure it's safe. Bro, we're not gonna do nothing until it's safe. We gotta make sure it's safe. Everybody's good. But find us already. Put them. Play this whole side, play this whole side, be good. Like, so he can see. He the streamer? Yeah, look, 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 look. So. Oh, they, okay. they see already, bro. You feel me? I ain't gonna lie, it feels so good to he, be here. You know, like, hometown, like, it's home court advantage. Nah, we got home, home court advantage, bro. Home court advantage. Look, 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 look at this, look at this. Look at this. Look at Senator them. They standing like a f***ing unity, bro. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Oh, we, gotta, we gotta get right here. What? I think this is a civil right That's right, that's right now. Congratulations to... Yo, chat. Look, wait, let me tell chat something oh, real quick. I know y'all here with me. Oh, Judge Mahal, chat. What goes on from here on out, bro? You feel what I'm saying? Yes, everybody, sir, everybody for themselves. There's a war out there, man. God damn! God damn! God damn! I believe that was a case that I issued. In that role and in the referral role on it, and it was reviewed by the district court. Yes. And you were reversed, right? I don't recall in that case if I was if the report and recommendation was adopted. In absolutely, probably needed that video, but. So, oh, I think I might have closed it out. That's so okay. we So we still don't quite understand anything. No. Because he sounds like on well, the side of the chaos. Well, you can't bring that video back up um, to finish it. I don't know why it closed down. Oh, is it over here? Nope, that's not it. Here it is. No, that's not it. Oh, it just, I went to the. Okay. Vice President Harris, no, welcome to Wisconsin. Hang on. So, Leah, what do you think is going on? I, have, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Um, there's an article here. I think, didn't I tweet out the article? Is it in your Twitter? Cause I don't see the YouTube video. Oh, here it is. It was on, it was on Twitter. That's why you want me to keep playing this video? I guess so. I don't know if it's going to actually tell us anything, but this is something here. So just play it. And here's an article, uh, Twitch streamer Kaya Kent was charged with multiple counts after video game giveaway led thousands give a little bit of volume um, to overrun the Union Square Park on Friday so he told them to do this it, no it led oh, to thousands of people just before 5 p.m. police had gained the upper hand on the crowd as many people began to disperse but he told them to come and why is he being charged basically overrun by people look at the crowds of people there um in fact subway lines bus lanes they're bypassing union square it's a big subway station uh in manhattan apparently what had happened here is a popular twitch streamer was holding a video game giveaway if you don't know what twitch is you're not alone i barely know what it is it's apparently a platform yes. where you can watch other people play video games which is a thing a lot of i mean sounds clearly. incredibly boring but obviously it's a thing so this kai sanat was going to do a giveaway he announced it on his instagram feed um and look at this it's basically become Are a mob scene the now. they're on top of cars yeah this wow. is union square well sandra as you can see i am standing next to the union square subway station entrance where it looks like it was closed off because of construction but look up on top of that that's what's happening on top of the subway station entrance there's i can't even count countless people up on top of there they're climbing it right now as you can see in fact if hector if you can pan to your left they're actually on top of the statue here at union square I've 
I've actually got a couple of his followers here with me who can kind of explain to us what they were expecting, what happened. Uh, young man, give me your name real quick and tell me uh, why you came out here, what you expected to happen, what did happen. All right, my name is Dilaquan Tavius. Um, so basically, as you know, it's a Kaisenat, Phantom, all of the AMP members, well, I don't know about all of them, but they pulled up, you know, do a little meet and greet and a giveaway for the fans. Giveaway of what was the understanding? So, from my understanding, PS5s, video game accessories, uh, PCs, but I don't think they will actually give away an actual PC because how is somebody going to carry that? So I'm pretty sure it's gift cards for them to then go and get the P5 themselves. So, safe to assume that you, along with your friends, came out here thinking that you would get some freebies, is that correct? Not that we're thinking, but there's a chance to because, you know, there's so many people and there's only so much you can give. Has any of that happened? Is he here? Um, he's here right now, yeah. And they were giving out, but people are, you know, people are being people. There's so many people here. People are pushing around, so you can't really get it organized. Okay, and before we came on, you were telling me that, in your own words, that some people out here were bugging out. Explain to me what you saw, what you meant by that. Bugging out, like like, like you can see, like there's no excuse, obviously, for what happened, but you know, stuff like that just happens all the time. You know, people being reckless. It's New York City. Stuff like this happens every day. Well, I wouldn't say every day, but... <laughs> oh, what? You know what I'm saying? Well, thank you and be safe. Um, as you can see, Sanjo, we've also heard and seen incidents of construction equipment behind me. I'm going to show you one live look, last live look again of what's happening here. Construction equipment being tossed around. We saw smoke. I'm not sure if that was a fire or mm -hmm. some kind of smoke bomb. Uh, again, this was all sparked by a Twitch streamer, a social media influencer. He has 20 million followers. He asked them all to come meet him here at Union Square for what was a PlayStation 5 giveaway at 4 o'clock. Apparently, we we're also hearing that people showed up only to find out there were no freebies. And as you heard, he is here. At one moment, he was uh, live streaming in a van nearby, but he did step out. As you heard, he's out here greeting his fans. Uh, we even observed Chief of Department Jeff. But this video was done before he was actually arrested. So I'm kind of wondering why he was arrested unless he did an illegal gathering. I mean, you got to get a permit for something like this. If you have 20 million followers and then you tell them all to meet in one place, you can't just do that. Yeah, so we can bring up this article with the police chief here um, explaining this. 20 million followers. 20 million followers on Twitch to watch a kid play video games. 20 million just to watch him play video games. And earlier today at about 1.30 p.m., the NYPD became aware of a crowd forming in Union Square. It was quickly determined that an influencer was posted on social media about showing up to Union Square and was encouraging all of his followers to come to the park. There were some posts also about giving away some gaming systems. At approximately 3 p.m., the post went viral and thousands of people began to arrive at Union Square. Soon the park and the surrounding streets were overrun with people. They were obstructing both vehicular and pedestrian traffic. The NYPD responded by calling a mobilization in response to the large crowd. As the crowd grew, so did our mobilization. The crowd was swarmed when the influencer finally arrived at the park. Individuals in the park began to commit acts of violence towards the police and the public. There was a construction site within within the Union Park, uh, Union Square Park, and people broke into the park and they began to throw uh, articles that belonged to the construction site, paint cans, bottles, rocks. We had people walking around with shovels, 
uh, axes and other tools from the construction trade. Axes? And additionally, individuals were, were also lighting fireworks. And they were throwing them towards the police. They were throwing them towards each other. The influencer, we were able to eventually get him out of the park and remove him for safety reasons. Our officers exercised great restraint despite the aggression that they were met with and the acts of violence they were met with. Ultimately, ultimately myself and our leadership team working in tandem with our department attorneys did declare this gathering an unlawful assembly. The NYPD offered multiple, and I do mean multiple, opportunities for the crowd to leave. We tried to give them a, a means of egress for them to exit the park and exit the streets. After numerous warnings and after being assailed, hit with rocks and bottles and other debris, we started to make arrests to clear out the park. Uh, the total number of arrests is still being tallied at this point. And we're still doing uh, evaluations for some of our members. We did have members that uh, sustained some injuries out here. At this time, we successfully dispersed the park. We still have crowds mulling around Manhattan, and we have officers following them, uh, preventing them from destroying property, looting, and other things like that. And we'll continue to be out here, and we'll continue to disperse this crowd until they're all gone. We're using our drone technology to help us monitor. I think I get it. Oh, and okay. We can't stay all night. Okay, We've got, yeah, sure, we, yeah. we have to get going. Um, I, I think I understand. I think there's more probably to this than meets the eye. But I will say this. I'll say two things. First of all, everybody knows that you cannot have an unlawful assembly. Lee and I have put on several events and we always think to ourselves, where are we going to have it? Do we need to get a permit for that? It's easier to have it at churches because you don't have to get a permit. Yeah. And you think through these things. Adults think through these things. This is a giant mass of children who are addicted to video games. And I will use that word because anybody that's playing video games yeah. today knows that the vast majority of people that play video games are addicted. Okay, you know yeah. you have an addiction if you think at the end of the day, you're like, I just can't wait to get home and play video games. You need that dopamine yeah. hit. That's an addiction. So, so then, so we've got that, an unlawful assembly. Then you've got addicts who are, their brains are not developing properly. All of these young people that have been raised on video games, their brains are not developed properly. And then they are being force-fed propaganda that yeah. encourages this kind of riotous behavior and they get into a mob and then all of a sudden, boom, explosion. Yeah. So and then I think that this video police. gamer should be held responsible for how, then, holding an unlawful assembly. And then they see the police and then they start to attack the police. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, okay. So Stephanie says Twitch is huge and people make lots of money, not just playing video games. There are people that cook and build things, etc. This particular streamer did a stream while he lit off fireworks, huge ones in his house. Thank you, Stephanie. Um, Let me go over here to Rumble and see what you guys have to say about this. Because this is just, to me, this is absolutely incredible. And then, oh my gosh, somebody actually shot himself too. Like with a real gun? Yeah. Oh, dear God. Um, all right, I think that that's, I think that's it. All of the, these people must really lead very empty lives. Just so pitiful, says James. Yeah. If they were addicted to video games, wouldn't they be home playing video games? This is something else. No, 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 no. You're addicted to video games, but then the, when your source of the addiction says that tells you to do something, 
you do it. Yeah. Uh, it's all tied together. No, I don't, I really, what game is he playing? That's a question. I really don't think that there's, my gut says there's not a whole lot more to this and I would caution people. I'm saying there could be, there totally could be. But if a lot of kind of stringy stories start to come out about this, I would be cautious and here's why. Because anything is gonna detract from the fact that people that are addicted to video games are mentally unstable. Well, and I think it's just more than that. I mean, like they're they're kids. They're in a city. They don't have, they don't have life. And That's they, what I'm saying. All of this, this is an instability. If you, but you you take if you go to say it's some sort of false flag because they're trying to cover something up. Sometimes stupid people make really stupid decisions, and then this is the result. Sometimes yeah. it's just that. All right, but you're not going to make a stupid decision if you're in Ohio. You're going to vote yes on issue one on August 8th and save the children. Um, we had a lot of videos come out this week, so please check them out. The The Kingdom Roundtable, the Revelation Red Pill. Um, we did an interview with Jennifer Gross. We did an interview with uh, John Yep from uh, the Catholics for Catholics. So please check that out and please join us Sunday. And um, last but not least, and this actually goes hand in hand with it with this don't go anywhere because this is really important so on our show we have had on author barry jones of the treasonous cabal several times all right he is the jfk historian he's absolutely impeccable he, really good with history. he's a former teacher and he has spent this year composing a curriculum now, we have told you guys about his uh, Standards Plus History Academy, but he has online classes that are going to begin on September 5th, and he's now enrolling, and if you want to make sure that your children are taught proper history from government history, world history, U.S. history, and especially the JFK assassination, I want you guys to go to standard, standardsplushistoryacademy.com. That's standards with an S, plus historyacademy.com. If you are homeschooling, or even if you are, I don't know who you are, but if you are still sending your kids to public school and you want to supplement with actual Wait, education, do you want your kids to learn the truth? The truth. This guy, Barry Jones, you want your kids to know the truth about 9-11? He's going to do so in a, in a, a an academic quality class. Do you want your kids to know the truth about the JFK assassination? Do you want your kids to know the truth about world history? This Barry Jones, he's a Christian. He's a family guy. Yeah. He, and he is red-pilled. And he's created a curriculum yeah. that is awesome. bar none, world-class, first-class. And guys, I'm telling you, this... Um, let me explain something to you. Let me explain School it. can be boring. There's a really great teacher named John Taylor Gatto. He passed away. He became New York City Teacher uh, of the Year. The one thing that Barry's students always said was that he made history alive and interesting. And every kid couldn't wait to go take his class Yeah, because he made it real. Right. Because the, the way, even, even a lot of homeschool curriculum, right, it's all written in a way to divest us from the actual history and making it real to us and applicable but he shows how it's applicable then and now 
if you want your kids to know the history about communism and how it affected the world and how it is affecting right now, you guys, if you love your kids, enroll in Barry's class. Let's see this video here. Today I'd like to discuss state standards, state tests, and the cancel culture and the connection or the connecting thread uh, between all three or among all three. Uh, when years ago when state standards were first introduced, they were they were introduced to us as teachers as a roadmap that we would follow and at the end of the year we'd arrive at a destination. The destination would be the state test. If we followed the roadmap. Uh, the students would perform well in the state tests, the teachers would get a good evaluation score, and the district would receive a good grade uh, and good publicity in the community. And they all would live happily ever after. And so everybody got on the train and started chugging along. But then over time, uh, as the teacher evaluation scores got more and more tied to the test and the mm -hmm. district got more and more bad publicity, because of following test scores, it became necessary uh, to teach the test. And once that happened, the state standards went from being a roadmap to being the, basically the, uh, you know, it's the only way you, it became the curriculum. So what he's saying there is exactly what we're seeing where these, all of the, your, your students are, your children are being trained to pass a state standard test yeah. instead of actually educating. And he says, for those objecting to teaching or learning to a state test, Standard Plus History Academy is a complementary resource building out the state standards with historical context, cause and effect, and backstories. All the stuff that makes history and government interesting and relevant, and sadly, all the stuff that cannot be covered in today's classrooms because of time and content restraints that flow out of state tests. Um, if you are a student or a teacher and truly want more, Barry Jones will provide it. So I want to encourage you guys again, standardsplushistoryacademy.com, standardsplushistoryacademy.com. We are not, this is not a kickback. This is because we genuinely believe in this. Yeah. But if you want to see our interviews that are literally, this one right here that we did, the JF, linking the JFK assassination and the Watergate scandal, yeah. we had people that said that it was the best interview that we have ever done. So if you want to watch more from Barry Jones and see, hey, maybe I would like to get this curriculum into the hands of my kids, go to resistancechicks.com and put in the search bar Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, and boom, all four of the, or all three of the interviews, I think there's actually four, three or four, that we have done with him are there on resistancechicks.com. So I want to encourage you guys to go and check that out because how are those that do not know our history are doomed to repeat it. Yeah. And that's why they have taken actual history out of our curriculum because they want these cycles to repeat themselves. So educate your children properly. I can guarantee you, especially any of your children will be like, this is my favorite course. If you're homeschooling your kids oh, or if yeah. they're in public school, supplement with this. If you want your kids to know the actual true history standards, plus, I want to make sure I get it right, historyacademy.com. And I will make sure that that link is in the description of today's video because I really, really, really want you guys to add that. A lot of people are starting to homeschool this year. Yeah. And they're, they're wondering, what kind of curriculum do I add? And by the way, the prices of these classes are like 
dirt, dirt cheap. Dirt cheap. I mean, dirt cheap. Yeah. Like, I don't even well know how Barry's doing it at those prices, but go to the website, standardsplushistoryacademy.com, yeah. and check it out. But the prices are literally, they can't be beat. There's no excuse, literally no excuse for people not to do this. Yeah, we'll have him back on. We we told him once it was up and going that we would have him back on. So Barry's going to come back on to, uh, we'll do a special show on on the, the standards. Plus History Academy. Yeah, so and excited about while that. we're thinking about high standards, go to my pillow. Use promo code RC and go to um, Mike Lindell Lindell TV uh, for the election summit. Put in your. Um, I don't think we actually have. They're not. We had to give them a special code for that to work. Um, you had to like give them a code, so our oh. code doesn't work. But you can still get in. I think anybody okay. can get in. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, the election summit that we did last year. They're doing it again. And, and you we can are watch able that. to go. Yeah, but, but you can watch it live. Yes, It's going to be August 16th and 17th. And go support Mike Lindell. Frankspeech.com. They just got a complete overhaul. It links your Frank social. You can upload videos. They're making it more like YouTube. This just went live a few days ago. Everything oh, is different. Wow. You can have an account. You can upload videos. So Frankspeech.com. Cool. Frankspeech.com. 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 Wow. It's really, really, really cool. So it's connected with um all the other issues there. all everything that everything that you want is there it's got the frank picks all of it let me just pull that up so you guys can see it because i'm really excited about this as somebody we've been on frank's speech for since it started actually um i remember we had a conversation with mike at the very first reawaken uh tour back when it was the health and freedom conference and um and he's like, I got this new thing and it's coming out. I want you girls to be on it. And so we've been on it ever since. So go to frankspeech.com and literally there's um, the live yeah, right Millie's there. there live right now. Um, so it's, it's really, really cool. Everything is, you know, there's clips, there's news. And then, of course, there's Frank Social that all of you guys should be on. All on the same page then. It's all right there. You can go to our page, which is Resistance Chicks. Um, it's taking a second to load because we have like 800 tabs up. But our page right there on um, Frank Social, I love interacting with everybody yeah, on that Frank Social. You always tell me that that's the, the, the most fun. So go to my pillow, support Mike Lindell. Um, also, don't, don't forget I don't forget ITM trading. Uh, if you guys need to um, get out of the system, use um, call use our number. It's one eight six six nine five zero seven 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 six. You don't even have to tell them with the number that Resistance Chicks sent you because that's our That's our personal number. ITM totally trading number. God and change over. Get out of the get out of the system. It's a free strategy call. They've been in business for twenty seven years. They are there for you. They're not doing this just because they want to make a lot of money. Of course, they're going to make money, but it's their business. But literally, they want the entire system to change. And they know for every single person that comes to them, another person is coming out of the matrix and deciding to take their dollars and convert them to actual real money. And as Lynette always says, if you don't hold it, you don't, you own, don't it. own it. So go to learn.itmtrading.com forward slash chicks. All of these links are in the description of all of our videos. Oh. And thank you to um oh my gosh was it rosemary i forget her name yeah, already i think it was um that made these earrings for us that we opened up this week i've got honeybees and leah has a rooster so excited about that was that. fun so we have a p.o box 107 milford ohio 45150 if you guys want to send us your letters we were going to read them on air we will read them unless otherwise noted Which unless you say hey several. this is a personal note yeah, I don't want this right on air but we love hearing your stories from wherever you guys are at um last but not least this past week, we have done a, a, a ton of, of videos. So I want to encourage you guys, all the ones that say Ohio issue one, and you're like, nah, 
I live on the other side of the world. Eh, I don't live in Ohio. That doesn't affect me. Guys, it affects you. If we don't get this right in every single one of our states. Right. God help us all. But we are getting it right. I'm very excited. This past week, Revelation Red Pill with Jason Heidinger was one of the best that we've done. It was so exciting. We went into the yeah. history of the seven churches. Um, coming off of the back of last week, we covered the final four churches. Well, I don't remember their names. Laodicea, Sardis, Philip, Philippians, and... Philadelphia. Ah, shoot. I was so close, man. Thyatira. I, thank you. Thyatira. We feedback is people love the history. They love yeah. hearing the history. There was a lot of nuggets in there. So tune yeah. in this and coming Wednesday. If you guys want to support us, just you feel led to, it goes back into computer systems and trips where we got to go interview and do whatever. Uh, the Gab Pay is on. Gab Pay Live. Gab Pay uh, you Live. You can do it right on Rumble. Now, they don't take a cut. Rumble doesn't take a cut, unlike YouTube. I know. Which took, like, your arm Subscribe and your leg. Subscribe to our Rumble, Rumble channel. Please, yeah, get us to, get us up to 7,000 subscribers, guys. There's, okay. We're literally, look, look, look. Yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's, it's, it's literally, we need like 10, 10 people. people. Come on, we've got, if you have not subscribed, just hit, hit, hit the, the subscribe follow button. button. Hit the follow. You don't have to even subscribe. You can hit the follow button. Just follow. And we, we'll get, get us, us over 7,000 7, followers on. on Rumble. Come on, y'all. Right hit now. It, hit it. Hit it. I can guarantee you every person that's watching live is not following. Not every single one. Not think? every single Come one. Come on, y'all. Hit the button. Hit I the button. watch it go up. Hit the button. Come on. All right. And guys, if you have the Rumble app, there's actually a notification that you can get when we go live because we do cool stuff when we go live. So exactly. Cool. All right. Um, my granddaughters need to be homeschooled. What's the link again? Standards plus history academy.com standards plus history academy.com. And I'm going to put that in the description of today's and video. You guys, this is great supplement. If your kids are in public school too. Exactly. Like let's say you can't get them out of public school, right? Come up. We're doing just, all, we're, just, Hey, come over to grandpa's house. We are doing the standards plus history. It's going to be love fun. It cause it, and it's, it's actually fun stuff. Show them it's inside knowledge. Yeah. All right. Wicked Psych says, I almost forgot. She gave us five bucks. Thank you for the, we. There is like a super chat type deal on Rumble. Are you so you guys can, no, that's not updated, up to date. Oh, okay. Boom. Get it. Okay. We'll see you guys on Sunday for our. No, we won't. No, we won't. We're not going to do world news at all. Unless we're going to do it early. Okay. If we do a world news show, it'll be early because we got to get down to Cincinnati pretty early because they're doing. We're going to be interviews. there early. So yeah. we're, if we're doing it's a show. It's six. We're probably going to leave here no later one. than one. So I'm saying if you it, want to do a world news program, be, it's going to be it, an hour long at 11. Yeah. You want to do that? We'll see. We'll try. All right. Stay tuned. Okay. We'll see you guys next time right here on resistancechicks.com. We love you. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. We'll see you next time. Take care. I was cold, all alone. No place for